one one. I'm BJ Ryan. Episode 125 is proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. After a uh, week in health and safety protocols, I'm back alongside the one and only Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. G'day, BJ. It's good to be back. It is good. Yeah. Back to good. Belmont. Back to the podcast. Roman Cup Day. Good fields. Yeah. Big fields. Yeah. And Daniel Cripps is back as well. Oh, hey? It can't get any better, can it? Cripper, how are we? Terry, BJ, thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. Yeah, going well. I think last time I was on this pod, I tipped a eighty pop as my best of the day. Started dollar sixty and got rolled. So let's see if we can uh, do was better than that. Was that uh, <laughs> what else was that? Spin the Spin knife. The knife. Yeah. It was yeah. Two hours of uh, dribble for a dollar eighty pop. So yeah, and it was postponed a day. Yes, is that the one? That's the yeah, one. Yeah, we went down there and did we go to? Yeah, we went down there and Luke won with our sheets of belter. Oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah. the two-year-old. Yes, that's right. Magic Wednesday. Yep. Yes. Magic Wednesday. Material Witness one down the straight. It did, too. Yeah. That was that day. Yes. There you go. There you go. There you go. Knew I didn't go that great. No, nah, no, nah, not so brave that day, beating about 16 lengths. So, <laughs> yeah, a little bit braver yesterday, BJ. But, little uh, bit. What are we making of New Hat, actually, before we push on? Uh, I'd like to see a, a Belmont, Belmont thousand, I think, in yep. a, in a right grade. If we can get a lead, I reckon we might be able to pinch one this winter. So, yeah. but we'll just leave it in the hands of the great LK. Yeah, Ferdy. the great LK Ferdy. Come yep. on, yeah, let's dumb that down a bit. I like <laughs> the great, come on, <laughs> dearie mate. How's the uh, how's everything been going though, Crip? The the punts treating you well at the moment. So we had a big um, big month. last month, April, big April. April. Yep. Nah, I mean, just sort of in one of those. Uh, runs at the moment where everything just seems to be going my way, which is nice because, well, look, the back half of last year was, look, I mean, wasn't disastrous by any stretch. So we, we chipped away and, and made a bit of money, but sort of never really felt like we really got rolling and then had a sort of a slower start to this year and actually had a really bad fare. But ever since March has come around, it's just been, yeah, it's been one-way traffic since then. So it's nice to finally get that real run of positive variance. And you notice it as well, like, mm like everything I've been back is getting I've had no bad luck and then you'll review a meeting and you realize there's horses in behind the winner that you backed that probably should have won like a good example was back to blow me out at the start of April when you do the replay and pennies of field should have definitely won that race oh, I haven't, and, had, haven't had perfect man it's taken me that at all mate so. and it's you know subsequent winner so you just seem to get yeah be getting away with everything at the moment and I know it doesn't last forever so I'm just going to enjoy it while it uh while it continues but yeah hopefully for a little bit longer yeah Question: You clearly didn't back tips, lad, yesterday, then did you? <laughs> <laughs> no tips, lad. I'm not salty at all. Question: or, or Be optimistic in the same race. Uh, question for you two man. professionals: uh, What does the change from Ascot to Belmont mean to the way you go about your business? Take an umbrella to the racetrack and went inside. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I used to have a rule, be more wary um, opening day at Belmont because you don't really know how the track's going to play. There's less continuity with everything. But, um, yeah, that's going out the window. I'm having a crack on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> nah, in a more, in a more serious note, BJ, that's yeah. actually a pretty good question for me because I can guarantee you when we get through to the start of October, I'll be singing from the rooftops about my Ascot stats. It's it's definitely my favourite track historically. I saw you picketing actually at the front of uh, Ascot last week. Um, burn down Belmont, stay at Ascot. Exactly. Race so, 12 months around. Look, Ascot, and we probably had a bit of a slow start to last season when, for whatever reason, there was some off-pace tracks. But, I mean, especially this year, Ascot, again, has just been, it's been a great season. It's been like an ATM for me. But on the flip side, if I'm going to crawl about my Ascot stats, I've really got to address that Belmont in the last two years is 
probably uh, got the better of me. Um, I just haven't really been able to nail Belmont. So in saying that, I'm probably more motivated going into this winter than what I've ever been just because I don't think that, you know, I'm not ready to put up the white flag. I'm really keen to um, to try and have a good winter and, uh, yeah, get one back on the track because it's been a bogey track for mine. Yeah, I like that, actually. It's very well, well said. It's Because uh, you obviously, the way you punt, you do like horses on or near the speed where you can and that fit a certain profile. You're going to sort of look to – expand the repertoire to some degree and maybe go with patterns and back yourself in on a on a horse maybe more off speed where applicable type thing is that what you're talking about in addressing belmont i think so it's probably a good question that i could ask you uh maybe even offline but i mean i know at ascot like i'm my strength is just finding horses that are going to settle in the first two or three and my not overcomplicating it at times isn't it no exactly and, and you back it's like you just said then you have had a good run of variance luck-wise, but when you're backing horses that race on speed, you're going to have more good luck than bad luck because less can go wrong. You have to don't have to go around horses. Other horses can have the bad luck. So you are putting yourself in a position to have better luck. Exactly. And I don't think it's about like, – look, I don't want to start backing horses that are going to go and settle 16th of 16th because that's just not my go. But Ooh, it's probably – Feel the heart racing at <laughs> 400, I tell you what. <laughs> Moving to Belmont, but I'm – yeah, look, and it's going to be as I go. I'm just going to be an adjustment period, but I reckon it's going to be less focused on. We're just not straight away looking at the racing on. Okay, who's the leader and trying to pinpoint whether I can back them, but looking at horses maybe that are going to settle between six and eight uh, instead of really just focusing on those first four. But yeah, look, I, to be honest, I actually don't know how I'm going to what adjustments I'm going to make. Yeah, it's going to sort of be as I go through, and um, but yeah, we take one race at a time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No pike this winter as well. So the, the landscape has changed mm. a lot. The dominance of Peters, although we'll see a, a Cerise and White runner or two this Saturday, um, dominance of Peters and Grant Williams and William Pike, it sort of really opened things up. And there's uh, some Ascot stables that are actually taking full advantage at the moment with your Simon A's and your Dan Morton's training a heap of winners. So it's, uh, it's going to be a different winter, isn't it? Like from yeah. a... Uh, Profile point of view. Yeah, I'm missing Bob's shorties. I, I felt I had a pretty good handle. We spoke about this when Pikey mm. first left, and um, yeah, I felt I had a pretty good handle on where that when they were value and when they weren't. So, yeah, I'm, I'm missing that, but I'm sure that he'll start wheeling them out soon, some point soon. Category three debut down at Albany. I think that was a relation to Windstorm. Yeah, um, it's hard to know how good it is from that, but um, that was the start of it. But, uh, yeah, Noski, Jared Noski and Michael Grantham have obviously got a nice little team of bobs each. So um, they're just still looking for that first win, I think. I think so. And Hayden as well. Yes. Did Hayden get one up? Uh, yeah, didn't he win a race with Fine Romance? Fine Romance, yeah. yes, Fine Romance finally broke the duck. But, um, yeah, there's definitely been a little few teething issues um, with Bob sending them to, to those fellas. But um, in saying that, he's probably sent. The B set to a few of them. Yeah, the rest of them are all all the all the stars have moved across to Danny O'Brien. So mm -hmm. um, I think we saw showmanship run third, first up at Warnable the other day. And that was good, I thought. Yeah, it was. So it was triple. We saw. Yeah, went super sustained yeah. run around on a wet track. But um, in my role working for one of my clients, Steve Wolf, I was just checking in with Jared Noski during the week about some of the yearlings that he was mm -hmm. breaking in on Steve's behalf, and then while I was talking to him, I saw that he. Got named on Samstag in the uh, in the Roma Cup on Saturday. So once again, the Ganjimi brothers have uh, wrenched Jared out of retirement to have a, have another crack at the Roma Cup. So I thought, why not get uh, 
Jared on the uh, on the show. Let's have a chat to him, see what he's up to. Let's do it. All right. This guy has to be our very best jockey slash trainer slash breaker, doesn't he? Jared Noski. Noski, welcome to the 1-1. One, one. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Jared, uh, BJ, BJ just alluded to you, the jack of all trades, probably most importantly, I hope you've seen the uh, the logo for the uh, the 1-1 one, one podcast. It's uh, it's your famous little post-race uh, salute on uh, on Dig Deep. So that's that's got to be out of the list, I'd say. Hey, Jared, I was just chatting to you the other day. I was just telling uh, Cripper and Terry that we were chatting about some of Steve Wolf's yearlings, and then I saw that you were named on Samazdat in the Roma Cup this Saturday. Mate, they just can't keep a good man down. You're back out of retirement once again. What's going on? Um, yeah, just sort of can't keep me away, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Michael rang early in the week, and... Um, yeah, I didn't really have a reason not to. So, obviously, the weight's still under control? Yeah, weight's pretty good. I jumped on the scales early in the week and I was um, over 62, but that's sort of eating a lot, um, you know, having a handful of beers every night and sort of I didn't need to cut. I've dropped, I'm already, like, without trying, I'm um, just over 60, so should get there pretty easy. So I'm just looking here. You haven't had a ride in a race since the 18th of December last year, uh, but you've ridden in a few trials lately. How, um, what, what, what's it like when you just have to sort of get the gear out and sort of wander onto the racetrack now? Do, is it, what's the confidence levels like in your ability to to perform on race day? Um, well, I've moved houses since, but I didn't find me race gear. That was no easy task. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um. I think I've been, oh, I ride any, anywhere, like at least 10 horses a day, somewhere, you know, up to 15 or 16 horses a day, every day. Um, no, they're not, it's not race riding, but it's still riding. And I still ride a lot of my fast work. And like you said, you know, I've had the odd trials lately. So, um, like riding fitness is it's still there. Um, just, yeah, the like race fitness, I suppose, nothing compares to it. But I feel like uh, I'm pretty, I've, um, you know, other times I've come back off long layoffs, then I think I've been more unfit than I am now. So just just walk us through your decision to, I guess, um, move away from uh, full-time race riding. You're only still a young guy. It feels like you've been around for a hell of a long time, but you're a young guy. What was the decision process about? You know, you were a very successful jockey, one of many WA punters' favourites, really. What was what On was the, the 2019 Karakata play? Sure, as well. sure, I did. Mm. What was the decision around that? What was the main factors that forced you to have a bit of a have a bit of a break and to pivot into sort of training and, and breaking as well? Um, mainly my body, really. Um, I was wasting from probably. Well, I started race riding 15 and probably done a year without wasting hard, but from 16 onwards, I wasted pretty hard. Um, so I got to like mid mid twenty or to late twenties, and um, yeah, it was just hurting a lot um, to race ride, and um, just couldn't see. It wasn't enjoying it, and couldn't see me doing it for much longer. So um, yeah, breaking in something that I've always enjoyed, always sort of been interested in with horses, and um, yeah, it just helped to have the trainer trainer's license. If you're breaking, obviously helps to um, you know for a few reasons, and just the being able to have the jockey's license and the trainer at the same time was just a good way to transition slowly. And, um, yeah, it probably happened a bit quicker than I thought it would, like being in full-time breaking in, but um, not complaining. So with the with the breaking in, I was chatting to you during the week and you said that you've uh, 
you're going to be educating some of the Bob Peters horses as well as Grant Williams. So you've got a you got a fully um, you guys. I suppose your books are full and you're um, a busy guy. Yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty um, sort of shocked. Last year, I sort of got offered to break um, Grant Alana's in and obviously Steve Wolf's, and um, now I'm Peters Investments. So got some really good clients and. Um, Sorry, we just lost you there, Jared. Um, sorry, is that better? Yeah, that's better. Yep. Yeah, I'm just going to be able to pick up some really good clients so early on. Yeah, absolutely. And you've set up a new uh, facility in Carnup, is that right? Uh, cool Up. Cool Up, sorry. In, in Jared, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's uh, pretty much a bare block and a lot of help from uh, mum, dad, and a few other people. Um, but we've got it to a point where we can work out of now, so it's good. Very good. So, Jared, of course, you're well known for your association with with many good horses, including Rock Magic, who will. Uh, I know Terry thought where I was going there. <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to say, Terry? Uh, no, Rock Magic. Yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, Rocky, of course, a multiple Roma Cup winner, just an absolute champion for the Ganjimi brothers, and you rode him to many of his great victories. And uh, they're honouring Rocky with a, a race name at uh, Belmont on Saturday. And I believe Rock is he Magic leading him out. He's going to be. Is he leading out the Roma Cup field? Um, is it? Yeah, I assume it's the Roma. I know he's, he's leading a race out. The Roma Cup field or the race named after him? I'd say. Probably be the Roma Cup, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Are, you, are you on him and then jumping off to <laughs> hop on Salmon's yeah, race? Or, uh, what's, the, what's the plan? <laughs> um, yeah, it might have. Um, if I wasn't riding Salmon's race, I would have come and jumped on him. Might do a little bit of a fine cotton, actually. Just stay on Rock Magic and jump in the gates. Yeah. Really. Uh, <laughs> see, see how we go. I heard, so. I heard Michael Gangim on the race on the radio, actually. He said that Rock Magic's absolutely just bucking his brands off. He wants to attack on Saturday. So whoever's riding him is going to have a hard time not not getting him to the gates. I don't Jeez. think so. You're making a comeback. Is he, is he any chance of a comeback? Or is he late? Nom. He, late nom, sure. He's not. How old is he now? Is he, I think he's 11, isn't he? 11. Yeah. Hold 12. on. He's got, I think he's. I think he's it's got a couple months to go before it's cut up before the first ball. Oh, so he's, so he's 12. Then. Yeah, okay. He must be 12. Yeah. Then, I think you're, you have to retire at 13. I remember the sad scenes. The he's 12. He's 12. The boy yeah. came to town. It was two weeks before <laughs> yeah. the retirement day and uh, <laughs> ran an absolute slashing fourth and it was just heartbreaking. It was just Neil Because he always, retire. in my mind, the boy was always going to be a better 13 year old. So. <laughs> So, Jared, like having ne- never uh, sat on a, a thoroughbred, what's it what's it like when you get to partner horses like Rock Magic? What makes them so good? And of course, Black yes, Caviar. <laughs> Black Caviar. Yeah. Um, well, Rock was just cool. Yeah, just, um, it was a real a real racehorse, and um, yeah, just went about his business. They just go about their business a bit a different way. The good ones. Um, yeah, it was always a good feeling just getting on him in the mountain yard and smelling that. He had something pretty pretty special underneath you. Um, you know, sort of, he was a bit difficult to ride in races. You can stuff it up pretty easy. I did a lot of times, but um, he yeah, he still had a pretty good motor in him. Now, Jared, you won two Perth Cups, is that right? Yep. Two Perth Cups, talent show and star exhibit. <laughs> Right? Yep. Okay. You, you yep. won't remember this, but after Talent Show won the uh, the Perth Cup, I'd actually um, we had son on that day, one hundred fifty <laughs> to one. I ran into you at the uh, at the Crown Casino, and um, I'd been on the source, I reckon, since oh, geez, eleven a.m. I reckon. I ran into you about midnight. And I think you were just trying to have a quiet game of uh, 
blackjack or roulette or something along those lines. I sat next to you and I've talked you through your ride again and I absolutely chewed your ear off. And I, I reckon I just about made it a, a bad day for you after winning a Perth Cup. So I, poly- I apologise 10 years later about that. But you did book him for the uh, for Dig Deep. Yeah, the did, yeah. Plate, so yeah, exactly. there you go. Um, so you won two Perth Cups, a Karakata plate. Do you feel like you did everything you wanted to do in your riding career, Jared? Or can you still be – do you think there's an itch that you need to scratch there somewhere along the lines? Um, I never. I always wanted to win a group one, obviously, um, from a kid, and never got to do that. So, I think probably uh, a bit past the niche. I want to scratch now. It's probably something that I had just um, that I didn't get to do. Um, probably not, not going to do it as a jockey, but um, yeah, that's probably the only thing that I did achieve. That I would like to. So, in regards to here onwards, is the breaking or the training your focus? Can we can we see? I see that you've. You've actually saddled up a, a runner for in the Cerise and White colours already, um, Western Knight. And can we see you really ramping that side of your business up or is the main f- primary focus your, um, your breaking in educating business? Um, at the moment, I, I don't think I'd I, um, be able to go away from the breaking really. So there's too much of a demand for it. And um, I wouldn't mind training it like um, – in a few years, I've seen a few years' time, but yeah, the, for the next, for the foreseeable future, anyway, I think um, I'll be breaking in full time and having other race horses. Um, you know, the horses, um, Mr. Knight, Mr. Peters, just have had barrier problems, so I've to give him a start, but horses like that will probably end up starting, but yeah, it'll be mainly breaking in, I'd say. All right, so let's quick chat about the Roma Cup on said day. Have you looked at, have you had an opportunity to do any form just yet? Um, had a little look at the race. Um, it was a pretty strong field, and um, I'm just yeah, praying it keeps raining for our, for our bloke. So, Terry, where's your, where is he jumping from here, Sam? Is he jumping from 11? He's a get backer anyway. Obviously, the wet tracks are in his favour. Um, actually, all the Ganjimi runners are suited by the bit of sting out of the ground, aren't they? Mm. So, Massimo, so, they've got three runners Massimo, uh, Notorious One, and Samus Dat. Uh, of course, you won a Magic Millions on, on Samus Dat, so you know the horse well. Yeah, I rode him a lot early. Um, I think he won. Also, won a couple races on him at Belmont as a three or four year old on really wet tracks, um, and he had had heavy weight. So um, he's, he's got a pretty good record at Belmont over the twelve hundred on a wet track. Um, so I think that sort of brings him into it. You know, it's obviously a strong field, and um, yeah, this, this race every year is hard to win. So I think um, so. I think he's trialed up pretty good. I didn't mind the look of his trials. The, uh, the blinkers go on, so I think he's got a few ticks next to his name. Very good. All right, Jared. Uh, good luck in the Roma Cup on Saturday. Great to check in with you. I'm sure there's heaps of our listeners wanting to know what you what you've been up to and and uh, what the future holds for Jared Noski. Once again, thanks for jumping on the one one, having a chat. No worries, guys. Thanks. See you, mate. Thanks, mate. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Roma Cup Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton and Daniel Cripps, we're teaming up to record episode 125 of The One One. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's just after 12 noon on Thursday, the 12th of May. Northern in action today. Carnarvon on Friday, that's tomorrow. Mm. Belmont Saturday and it's the final great Southern meeting of the season is it the last one last one how do you feel about that um i'll let you know sunday afternoon probably (laughs) depending (laughs) how i go so um i didn't realize it was the last one pretty sure yeah yeah kalgoorlie in full swing now i guess isn't it yeah 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 
Good ride on Balladier, I thought, in the last. Not salty? Nah, very salty, actually. <laughs> yeah, and I was really really happy you didn't let talk it up roll. When they were $2.30 into $1.60, I reckon you would have hated that crib. I don't know if you saw that race. But he had the- Is that the Shadow Boom race? Uh, yes. Yeah. And he just, just got to the front and didn't really want to let it roll. Let first strike come right. And then he lets it go and obviously it comes back late. That's just uh, a pet yeah, eight for me. Yeah. But anyway, that's um that's racing. Too love it. Lacta wouldn't have been very popular in there. That was Brad Willer, that one. But the last one was Lacta. He just yeah, but three the, wide line. But the last the come. last on uh, Saturday, though, got up and knocked us off on. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. Which one? was real keen came, eh? When he got oh, up that yeah, price. Yeah. And then just what a... Perfect storm of things to go wrong. First of all, they went way harder than anticipated. Great powers, yeah. on Great power. So then Kira's had to cart up the rest of the field when she probably thought she'd have a quieter time on special views of that. It just went so well to still be that close at the end. It had to be a downforce. I said to you, BJ, before it had to be a downforce or a piccolo signora with the way the race was run. It just And then the heavens just oh, opened for like God. Oh my God. It was one of those uh, races where in the last 50, you knew Piccolo Signora was going to win, but you wouldn't have been able to stop watching because it was so close. It just- I actually like, I made a noise like a like a cat or something being stepped on like, uh, like on the line. Like, And I backed Arrogate in the prior race as well. They're both, both of them were photos. You genuinely think you're still a chance like after the race. I thought- You know, you still think you're a chance after the race. I didn't get so. into the Arrogate race and watched it on my phone, but I was, I turned it off convinced Arrogate won that. Oh, it well. was- Thought it was a half head, yeah. and uh, don't get me started on the ride on Johnny Rabbit Carnarvon. Colin hadn't just pulled yeah, out. Mate. We're not trying to ride him. Called it, buddy Carnarvon. Anyway, and then they got given the dead eight, and I don't think it was a dead eight, so that was some justice for me. But um, must have been Jr. up there. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Jr. Where's the uh, anyway? Where's the delete button? <laughs> And is there anything else you want to get off your oh, chest? This is, here's, here's the top. I here's feel the top. cleansed. Because we're back oh, to Belmont. The counselling session. Yeah. I actually feel so much better. <laughs> that feels really good. Oh, dear. Anyway, BJ, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition. Who was that winner a few weeks ago? The man himself. DC. Chris Nelson, DC. We've had some big names in recent times, haven't yeah, we? Heavy Join an illustrious two, club. Two time now. Two time. Two time. What is two time? Two. Who's your other? Who else? Elite Street. Elite so, Street. Yeah. Isn't that fitting? Isn't that fitting? Um, and don't forget, BJ, uh, uh, we've now finished our jockeys versus trainers. Jordan Turner. Uh, Jordan Turner. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Unsupported in early markets, but got the job done. I just did a little spec, would have been pretty happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, beat, um, beat Mitchie P in the final. First of five. Epic. Yeah, Epic. Some of those Epic. battles were actually scary. Yeah. Though. Quick, they were they they were better than anyone else who's come on. I reckon. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I agree. Hundred percent. Those last few weeks. Hundred percent. They're very keen. Jordan and Chris both messaging me. They want to. They want us to go head to head, and they want to run it. So we'll have to. <laughs> we'll have to probably succumb to that at some stage soon. I'd say. But this week, uh, stay tuned for the uh, the battle. We got Timmy Gears, Tim's Tips, TT, Katie Witten's manager, Shawnee McGrudden's manager. Shawnee, good man. Sean McGrady is a good yeah. man. Timmy Gears taking on Christian Hawkins. He's not a good man. <laughs> <laughs> Taking on the hog. I love the hog. I'm the a hog. massive fan of the hog. Anyone I can just pick on so openly, we're only meeting him four or five times. Mm. Just, yeah, they're, they're my type of people. So the hawk versus the gear. Mm. Can't wait. No, looking forward to it. Can't wait. So uh, how's 
a little birdie tells me, Terry, that you've been hosting the Betfair Edge lately. Like, oh, hang on, you've got a promotion at, at the Betfair Edge, just dominant. No, not, dominant. Pro- not a promotion. M-, M. Fitzy was away. Did you see his little Twitter thing yesterday? <laughs> McNips and Andy, home? yeah. Was that McNips and Andy? Yeah. Was home? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know what horse it was. Oh, geez, that was funny. He loves it. He actually articulated it quite well. He told the horse exactly what it had to do when it had oh, to do it. That's why he was yelling out, go, Andy. Andy. Oh, I thought he was right. the jockey. Flatten out now, Andy. Flatten <laughs> out. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Was that on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. No, he's a, he's a good lad, Miles. But, uh, yeah, no, Miles is MIA the last two weeks, so I had Lathan and then Tommy last week. So uh, definitely out of my comfort zone, and I'm very happy that Miles is back this week. I like just to chip in, you know, chime in. That's chime. why I've never hosted this in 125 times. So We're uh, eighth of the way to 1,000, by the way. When when uh, How can everyone find the Betfair Edge, Terry? Oh, you just go on the the app, yeah, podcast, just download the podcast app. app. Yep, yeah, very good. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that is uh, Terry's Friday gig there at the Betfair Edge. Cripper also comes on and gives his best, so don't mm. miss that. All right, Roma Cup Day. We're back to Belmont. Let's get cracking on this meeting. Very interesting. Like to hear from you guys what you think about the three meter. First up, I can give you some stats on that. Actually, well, just a blanket stat. The last three or four years, um, we've started true. So maybe, but last year was really interesting. I found, I don't know, Crip, I was going to ask you this as well. I found lane data, track, predictions pre-meeting, they're just pointless. Nothing ever seems to be like I think it will. But last year, every meeting at True was massive on pace at Belmont, a massive rail hot, which is really, really interesting. So I reckon they might have thought it was still a hot lane and popped it out to the three metres. Okay. Um, but After. a big watch on when they go back to True. Mm. Um, have you? I, I don't know, during the Ascot season, did you have any rail positions where you're like, this is going to play – massively on pace and then it did sort of eventuate that way. I just felt like Ascot, especially in this calendar year, was nearly every day you wanted to be in the first half of the field and it was so nice to bet early because you were just so confident with how the track was going to play and I think that was half the problem with Belmont last year was there was some track biases that A, you probably couldn't predict pre-race or pre-meeting and B, when they came, they were so strong. Like we had some days where you actually couldn't win if you didn't settle on the rail. Yeah, so. and then we had days where if you were on the rail, you couldn't win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Around, so so. It's hard to bet early. Yeah, um, yeah you, you get a horse and you settle it in the 1-1 and you've got to rip your ticket up at yeah. 500 because <laughs> it's not on the fence. So, yeah, I wasn't sure about the three-metre position either. My didn't think about it too hard, but just wondered whether with all the rain coming, if they wanted to pre- – protect the inside pad or yeah, potentially. yeah it was a little bit funny but saying that this is Roman Cup day you know this is probably one of the three big days as well so who knows but I think I also think it's, it's probably a nice thing not to overthink pattern when you go fresh fresh deck usually tends to be fair um <coughs> so I'm just going to allow for a, a fair deck fair deck's good more well, importantly yeah track rating yeah what are you going to go with five or six I reckon I was Looking thinking six or seven. Six or seven? Just because- The rain, where is it? It's, it's yeah. now changed to up to 40 today, but is that still coming the Savo? Because we got a reasonable storm this morning, but I'm not an overly early it riser, was, so I don't know how much rain <laughs> we got pre-730. Pre- yeah. You yeah, probably dreamed about it. <laughs> it was more the fact that there's going to be a couple of showers tomorrow, a couple of showers on Saturday, mm. which just not sure if it gives a track any time to dry out, but I'm happy with the six. If it's a seven, it's a seven. What do you think, BJ? Yeah, I was sort of- 5.5, halfway between a five and a six, yep. I think. Sort of not not seven, eight, 
hopefully, but I think five or six would be good. And if it's if it's a dry day on the on the sad day and there's no rain around, hopefully it sort of doesn't chop up too much. And yeah, it, it does look like we could have showers during the meeting, little yeah. showers throughout the meeting. So when there's showers throughout the meeting, I find it, and obviously you've got horses running on it, can chop up more so and, and yeah, adds that extra variable to it. So I love it. I love a good variable. Yeah. And what about, obviously, had to race on Belmont over the spring and summer for a bit. Any thoughts on that? Well, it's interesting. That In probably, a couple of months, maybe. They probably, yeah, that's true. They probably didn't get the uh, remedial work into it, which they normally do to mm. um, post Belmont season. So, and also we've got a new track manager as well. So it's his first look at getting the Belmont track up and running. So, yeah, I think like what Terry said, I think we'll know more in uh, in a month or two. Hopefully, the uh, good old Belmont. She's been a real warhorse for us. Um, hasn't hasn't had a full redevelopment for thirty or forty years or something like that from a track point of view. So, if she can get through another winter for us, that'll be perfect. Hats off to the track manager for with the Ascot this season. Like we had some grave concerns about the way it was playing Early at doors. the start of the year when you could just say how much they were getting into it, especially around the bend. And mm-hmm. it just seemed to get better. I know we obviously got some nice weather after that, but I was haven't been at the track, so I haven't seen it. And if I was there, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you regardless. But I thought the track was still playing fantastic all through Jeez, the last couple of months. You can tell this is a bloke that's backed a few winners recently, <laughs> can't you? Jeez, what a great job the track manager's done. You know, if, he'd had, if, he, if the variance had gone the other way, yeah, I think it was a pretty yeah. pretty ordinary deck towards the end of the season. <laughs> I've, I've heard a few of the trainers um, on post-race interviews recently and on the tab radio saying that it was a bit firm later in the season, which is uh, – but that's to be expected after a long, hot summer. So, But, yeah, to yeah, all the guys out at the uh, Perth Racing, all the staff as well, got, got some good staff out there who are friends of the show, but um, – we move on to Belmont and we uh, we get moving forward, yeah. Yeah, just the only thing they probably did wrong <laughs> is probably not get the barriers in the exact position every single time. That's the only one little bit that I reckon they could have improved that's, on. Like, you can see that coming. That's, yeah, that's minor, but so. no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> All right, race one for- Frequent fryer, what? R- no, sorry. <laughs> for uh, Roma Cup Day is the, here we go, it's back. Mm. The free entry to Belmont Park Plate. You're kidding. The- they're not charging for another season. <laughs> it's this amazing. Is, this is value, isn't it? For a amazing. podcast that promotes value, free entry <laughs> oh. to Belmont, it's elite. You so um, it's for two-year-olds over the 1,400 metres. Uh, the meeting gets underway at four minutes past 12, and we got the uh, the unbeaten top of the pops looking to make it three on the bounce. Guru. My Belmont season starts at 12.39, DJ. Um, I suspect that's what Cripper's Belmont season <laughs> starts as well. Uh, it's actually my best of the day coming up in race one. And I'm going to take the dollar forty that the trainer of the winning horse in his post-race or her post-race interview will tell Brit <laughs> that this horse will come back better as a three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that's dummy. I can see where that was going a while out. But dear me, I just love to hear someone say, oh, no, it's going to be absolutely no good next year. I'm going to, yeah. We're going to get through this prep then we're going to, it's going to be in a dispersal oh, dear, sale. Dear me. Yeah, here in um, Dave Miller, who's a trainer of uh, Bella Fonte Boy, I think I sent it to you. Yeah, it'll be about a seven-year-old. <laughs> no, it's like, nah, come on. Come on, you take it to the surely. Nah, in all serious, BJ, um, yeah, didn't do the race, but- did have a quick look at the data, and the only thing that caught my eye after looking at the early prices was on raw figures alone. Mistrakova is has done or oh, has shown about oh sorry has rated to a figure that's two lengths uh, better than top of the pops. So opposite to what the market has gone up early. Didn't know, yeah, didn't really deep dive any further than that. Was wondering what your thoughts were on that. 
Yeah, so I imagine the Mr. Cobra rating, does that come from the Swear to God race? No, last start. Last start, okay, interesting. So that was the Tiffany Street, uh, what was it, Lord uh, Gannicus. Lord Gannicus, And yep. um, uh, Mr. Cobra, that was yeah. one, two, three, yeah. So and everyone's <laughs> gone for the same um, strategy as Snowdome, seven days, 1100 to 1400. Yeah, um, interesting. Very one size, so interesting. Yeah, I thought Mr. Cobra was really good, came off the back of Lord Gannicus, um, Tiffany Street, they were sort of following each other in, in running and uh, her, all her late, late numbers were really strong. Uh, top of the pops, from I just just really like the way that this horse has been able to surge on the and improve its position on the turn. A lot of horses just sort of can hold their spot. Some horses even go a little bit rough on bends. And but this is this has got a, this horse has got an ability to make ground and improve its position sharply on um, on the bend. And that's what I've been impressed with from him. I wonder if he's going to get that opportunity locked away from um, gate one. Whether that's going to be a good thing or a or a bad thing. Whether mm. he's going to be able to improve. But longer Belmont straight ho- uh, helps. But I, I thought that Mr. I like Mr. Cobra as as a horse. Um, and I think the the difference between Top of the Pops and Mr. Crow is probably a little, a touch much now. Um, but, um, and I kind of like the latest, most recent trial from Optimal, the first starter from T, uh, from Grant Williams. Good horse good good name, isn't it? Yeah, it is a good Optimal. Name. Yeah. Sounds like a transformer. Got back Optimus and went, went between horses, pretty sharp late was Optimal. So it's probably third pick, but look, Top of the Pops looks a real pro. 1400, um, should eat it up. I think it's just a, Top of the Pops, Mr. Cobra, and I think Top of the Pops will win, but I reckon Mr. Cobra is probably the, as what Cooper alluded to, probably the okay. the, the bet at the price. So. Yeah, not many th- two-year-olds win three in um, a campaign, so Mr. Cobra for me on that yeah. basis. I'm not going to have a bet though. Okay. Uh, the Guru's Day starts, he must like one here, in race two, the Rockford Partners handicap over 1,600 metres. Another short price favourite here in uh, God Has Chosen. Lindsay Smith, Clint Johnson Porter, $1.80, $1.70 across the board. Terry? Yeah, well, this is, Crip said, um, might have actually been off air before we started. It's going to be a good roundtable discussion on a few races. This is one I'm interested in getting your thoughts on, guys, in regards to the mindset of um, Lindsay and Clint with God Has Chosen from the widest gate. Um, showed reasonable gate speed, both first and second up, from good barriers. Do they look to roll forward in a race without a huge amount of speed and find a spot, or do they just snag out the back, do you think? Do they go, or do you do, is it leave it up to Clint type situation where it jumps reasonably well and sits three deep the trip? I think they'll go back. I think if they want to go forward, there's definitely the opportunity to do it, but probably the only person who you could know that right now is, is um, Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It'd be good to get a change of tactics uh, announcement or something. I would love to. Well, but they probably don't have to either. Yeah, they might go into the race saying, "If you jump real well, just take advantage of it. Try and find a spot. If you otherwise go back, if they if you knew they were going back, it's probably going to circle them and and beat them. I think if they go forward, it could be a little bit of a sitting duck with the weight. To be honest, I think I think the better better players going going back. They Paul Harvey rode him real quiet over yeah fifteen hundred. Even then, I don't think they were. He mainly rode him quiet that day. I watched that replay again because yeah. of the pace underneath him. Yeah, he, and he, he drew seven to go forward. He drew seven from seven eight. Yeah, day. but he went back and sort of circled him and was dominant. Uh, I don't think he needs to roll forward, and I think he can go back and. Has he come him. back as well? Has he, is he is he as good a horse? My my worry with God has chosen is we're going to keep pricing him on this horse he was last campaign, and maybe. Like he took every inch of the straight to get past Star Align and then you had a deep denim pack and great powers behind him. So there's a query on if he's come back as good a horse and he might keep getting priced as the goddess chosen from last campaign, but he might not be that same horse. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one to 
he's a really hard one to price. <clears throat> if you listen to the post-race comments of Lindsay Smith's foreman, uh, what's her uh, name? Donna Ridden. Donna Ridden, that's yeah. right. She They just said that. Better five-year-old? Or? <laughs> <laughs> he got away from him over his, um, over his spell, put on heaps of weight. And even Clint said after his win last start that he thought he was going to win by three or four lengths at the top of the straight. And in the end, he sort of just laboured. That The million-dollar question for me is, is he not the same horse as what he was last prep or is he just taking a couple of runs to get to his top? Because if he's at his best, he'll win this. Mm. But if he's not and he hasn't come back as good, well, $1.70 is a huge risk. Mm. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, yeah, um, I, I marked him 280, but I, it wasn't a race I was overly um, confident. I know he's going to trade two bucks, you know, probably might, might touch $2 in the exchange late. I think so. Watch me dance is unbeaten at the mile. A guinea, a two group twos, a group two and a group three, champion fillies and a uh, and a guineas. Um, watch me dance race without cover last start, where it had to give big weight over the fourteen hundred to Amasinus mm. and horses of that nature. So I just can't even for watch me dance. I can't find the right map. So we want watch me dance. Well, I would want watch me dance to be one, the one one type yeah. thing. But who do you? You can't just say one one. You've got, to, got you've got to put a horse. I've there. got interstate cable, <clears throat> cable guy outside leader. Yeah, but ten, cable guy's real slow early. Uh, sorry, watch me dance. Sorry, start again. Bombay style. Bombay style outside. How far is Bombay style going to take? Watch me dance. Yeah. It's going to have to be off and going on the bend. You know, so. With I love a race where you've got like because it, it's really good placement I think here with Interstate as well by the way I think he's really <laughs> found a suitable race. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got so, some notes yeah. for that uh, later in on in the card about placement. Yeah, so we'll get no, to that. No, no, very good placement there from from Bo Benny on. Um, no, looks looks a nice uh, nice spot here a fifty nine rider and a seventy six plus so. Um, map horse, but map horse very much is a map horse actually. Should get a nice. Soft what was lead. that Benny Owen horse who? But do that, man, bro. No, Stayer. That's. Uh, you led them like it was a tearaway mm. leader one day at Ascot and bolted in. Oh, and then it went yeah. to the like Bunbury Cup or yeah. What was that? I think Hira rode it a couple of times. Yeah, she did. Uh, oh, I can't believe I can't think of that. I got it here. I remember. Um, Keep going. Sorry. Anyway, what I love in a race where you know the leader's going to stop dead on them is you know it's a race where you can make ground and horses can make ground. So I think Media Baron's absolutely um, flying. Saucy Jack. Saucy, Saucy Jack. Jack. Saucy Jack. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Media Baron's uh, absolutely flying. I think it's come back um, like super this time in. Um, only Chantal can stay to turning first and second up round quicker last twos. They were over the sprint distance with um, with Jet on. I mean, last campaign should have won a Boulder Cup. Um, it was huge at weight for age. It was, should have run second to Too Close to Sun in the Asian Bow over 1,400 metres. Um, yeah, it's Christy Bennett's ridden this horse three times. Um, all three, she's ridden it pretty poorly, but it's gone for her. Mm. Like it was held up, it was held up, and it, um, it was deep the trip when running second earlier in its life. But, um, yeah, I, I just think up to the mile, third up, this horse is going to be ready. If it turns into a mess, and I, I am sort of thinking maybe they ride got us chosen out of its comfort zone potentially, um, and if it's a bunch finish, like it's, it's going to be running a, a nice final split. So... Um, want to see a price if I see ten dollars plus, I'll maybe have something small, media baron. But yeah, I'm two eighty. Um, got us chosen three forty. Watch me dance. That's probably not even too far from a bet. But I just, again, I just can't map it that strongly as I as I hoped I could. And uh, I'm four dollars fifty media baron, but I expect to lose. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I've got a very similar frame of mind to you, Terry. Uh, actually, originally had got us chosen and watch me dance two ninety a piece, but. Last start, I took on Got Us Chosen with Starline and I got burnt there. Speaking of, if we're going to have ride. winges, great ride by Clint. Weakest piss by Lucky to let him out, surely. Oh. Just 
what is that? And especially when Denim Pack ended up being 3D. Like, mm. had a few choice words coming out of my mouth in run that day, I tell you what. But <laughs> no punches being pulled. I like it. Um, Lucky. But in the end, I sort of, I just moved my market a little bit. I just felt like I didn't have the respect for, and I knew the market was going to go up yeah. shorter than what I had got as chosen. So, 250 versus $3. In saying that, I think there's $4.40 available for Watch Me Dance at the moment. I just don't have a great feel about it. Uh, mm. I feel like I'll run second and God has chosen again. Also had Media Baron about your price, Terry, around that sort of 8 $9 mark. I'm 30 line? 30 line, yeah, easily 30 line. line. Yeah. I'm just slightly hesitant of backing apprentices on sit sprinters. I'm going to be definitely backing Media Baron, very small bet. I um, It's about 8 bucks now. I'm just thinking Betfair. I just play Betfair late because God has chosen will stay firm in the market. Watch me dance, won't wobble from that 4 bucks. As I said, I'm $3.40 or about $3, so probably even firms a little, if anything. So do you think if playing Media Baron, the safe bet um, would be to – well, not the safe bet, but waiting for Betfair won't be a uh, – you're not going to get $5.50 late. Wouldn't have thought so, no. No, I wouldn't have thought so. been – Sort of drifted both runs so far this preparation, yep. but in saying that, it was always going to drift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, a thousand and twelve hundred meter race. Really underrated horse, media Baron. Hey, like really, really underrated horse. And as, if this turns into that little, and it looks like it's going to turn into a bunched field with Interstate stopping on him, Bombay Style stopping on him. Like if, if God has chosen isn't the same horse, media Baron runs a big, big, big final split. Yeah. Don't let those, uh, don't let the track or the soft track stats fool you either. Great runs at Belmont and great runs at World Track. And the good thing about great runs in good races too. <clears throat> the good thing about media Baron is. Like you said, Chrissy hasn't had the best of luck on it so far, but it does run for her. Well, just drop it out to last. Oh, get to the outside of Belmont <laughs> and just let it run. Mate, I this should be a very simplistic one. Don't look for gaps with Media Baron. Just get just drop it out to dead last and get wide. Are you happy, yes. happy for her to do that, are you too? Very simple oh, okay, stuff here. Drop it out to last, yeah. get wide, and um, we'll be mates. Okay. Well, I had got his chosen dollar eighty. I just couldn't see anything beating him. Um, You've probably got the right amount of respect. That's probably why. Well, I, I've got a lot of lot of faith in this horse. Have I'm sort of like what Cripper was saying. I, I'm well. What was he um, referenced from that interview with Donna? I still I just think he's building into his prep, and he's just going to uh, hopefully keep going through the grades. Some of those performances at Ascot last sort of spring were exceptional. Really, really like this horse. Um, the only thing that I can see going wrong is sort of what Terry said, whether they sort of push forward and ride him a bit close and and you, then you could, could be a sitting duck for a horse like Media Baron swooping. Um, I can see that. But I, I honestly I honestly couldn't see – love watching me down, so I couldn't see a knocking off God has chosen in this race on, on Saturday. And I think Media Baron's the only real danger. I think if they ride God has chosen quiet, let him sort of work around him, I, I think he could sort of win win quite comfortably. Give give a, give me a good breeze horse. I would have got pretty excited to watch me dance. Yeah, uh, that's okay. that's been the issue for me. Here, well, they so. watch me dance actually beat God has chosen two starts ago and meets at two kilos. But yeah. weights for yep. good measure. Yep. Yeah, and that's McGrady true. goes on who traditionally goes better for McGrady than anyone else. She was really brave in the in that race with sixty. She was poorly weighted under yeah. set weights and penalties, and she was breezing as well. Breezing. She's not a breezer, and she, she settled quite well. Usually, she travels very strong. Watch me dance and can sort of burn a lot of fuel early by not settling. But she did quite nicely the other day. So. Bit of a smother. It's a big chance they end up in the breeze again. That's the yeah. thing. If they don't come out with intent with Bombay style, there's yeah. a big chance that they sort of end up in the breeze and they're choiceless. But yeah. in the ideal world for Watch Me Dance, and it's just about we very hard to beat. Is if God has chosen goes forward, lands breeze, and yeah. one one on the back of God has chosen, then you you want to probably get on in the run. Okay. All right. Um, race three is the Zafra Legal handicap for over the fourteen hundred meters. Another eight horse 
feel. How good is this race though? Yeah. Like just for analysing and um, roundtable discussion. Yeah, absolutely. We've got two quality three-year-olds resuming here, uh, Devoted and Stay Safe, both raced in black-type company over the spring, both compete. I think they ran second and third, respectively, in the WA Guineas. Um, couple of trials, each of those, uh, each of these two three-year-olds leading into taking on the older horses, Devoted now, of course, with Michael Grantham. And uh, really, really progressive horse in the form of Mr. Delegator resuming as well, 182 days between runs for Toddy Harvey. He's had a nice soft trial as well. So, um, yeah. Question to you. Um, Sean McGrady is on Export Man over Mr. Delegator. That surprised me because um, he borrowed them. Well, he would be the regular rider on both. Um, Export Man to me is the big unders in the market at $5.50 at yeah. the moment. Um, but that looks by design that he's opted to go on. Was there an excuse for Export Man's last outing? Just it was a very strange Are moment, you going to tell me <coughs> if there is one? <laughs> oh, no, no, nothing, nothing that I'm aware of. I just think that um, – I, I just think that maybe back to back to Belmont on a bit of a track with a bit of sting out of it might suit him. I'm not really mm -hmm. sure. He's a bit of a mystery man, export man. Um, but I would suspect that the Steve Wolf factor is why he's running export man over Mr. Delegator. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because he often will jump off Steve if he's got a better ride. So it's interesting because I really like the trial of Mr. Delegator. I, I, think, I think Steve would like – Sean to have a feel of export man just to get um, another opinion on how well he's going yeah. and what they're going to do next with him. So yeah, that okay. might play into it as well. Okay. <clears throat> but, yeah, it does look a good opportunity for Mickey Grantham, Crypt, to, uh, to open his Bob Peters account. The trials could not have been any better with the winkers going off. Um, it actually trialed in consecutive trials to stay safe, the same part of the track and run about five lengths quicker. I, I don't like comparing that too much, but mm. it, looked, it looked a better trial as well. Um, the blinkers weren't on stay safe and it's a different horse with those shades on. But um, most notably, A, I think Devoted looks to have returned maybe a better horse potentially, but B, um, it gets a three kilo swing on stay safe from all those feature races where stay safe just got the better um, the better of it. So look, Devoted's a standout for me, but I, I was 255 and, and sort of not desperate to be on unless I got three bucks. So I've had a cent on and I may not get the opportunity to. Look, I'm just going to go through the field in reverse market order. I'm going to tell you in a couple of words why I've got to knock on all of them except for the favourite. <clears throat> going to go 70 to 1 for a reason, not going that good. Magnum Force hates wet tracks. Apple Snaps was horrible last start and the stable's out of form. Laugh Roller has the pads on and just not sure she's going that well. Mr. Delegator hasn't won below a mile and normally takes a run to find his top. Export Man's trial was poor. Good first up, but then poor last start. Probably starting to think that first up that first up run was a bit of a fluke. Stay safe, don't think it's a Barry One horse. Not sure about it on a wet track and its trials are scratchy. That leaves me with devoted, but again, <laughs> under my price. So price you. Had it 260. Yeah, it's 255. So yeah, it's a funny one. Um there are a few potential markets. I was, I was 215 devoted. Okay. Uh, I I priced a lot of those, like what Cripper said, the the knocks on those other horses. I just chucked them right out of the market. I thought so. I thought it's it's either a devoted or a stay safe race for mine. Yeah, so, and I was pretty firm on devoted. Yeah, I'm two fifty five with having Apple Schnapps uh, at a shorter price. I'm a forgive Apple Schnapps from last start, Crip, because Mister Kick was behind him with the apprentice on. I, I straight away just forget it went round. I think Apple Schnapps leading for them. It's just been a different horse. Yeah, if they can hold Magnaforce out, um, and there's some real intent from Bradwell Willard just to run. Them along and in front, it's got to be hard to be. But in saying that, 
while the stable's not having the best run at the moment, I'm not diving into any of them. So I've underpriced. I'm not. I'm not taking the 11, 12 bucks. You, you know, really you know that, Apple snapped to the day. The um, he's he's a much better horse when he's allowed to, to roll. Obviously, mm-hmm. the other day there was a bit of an anchor drop in that um, in that race. So he's gone from travelling with Brandon and Louis to having to grab hold and come back and lose momentum and get out of a bit of a rhythm. So just crap I, shits. I can see why you could you'd want to forgive him, especially if he if you've got him mapping leading without any dramas. On just the my day. issue there was post race in the stewards report he pulled up with general soreness. Yeah, which is a which is gonna be out term. It's going to be out for a week. Going to be managed next yeah. week. So. I don't know. I just don't really want to back a horse that pulled up with. I don't even know what the issues are, but it obviously pulled up with something, or something has gone amiss. So, yeah, it's um. I'm probably actually on reflection agree with you, BJ. Where I've even though I've knocked all the horses except for the favourite, I probably haven't taken them out enough in my market. So mm-hmm. could get devoted a bit shorter than two sixty. But I mean, I'm not going to be diving in at two thirty five early. The Peters, the Silks, and just because a lot of these have changed stables, they still don't have the the fear factor that they probably did a year ago. Um, that's why, like, I really want to be undevoted, but I, I've sort of got three bucks as the price that'll get me. So, I mean, I'm going to hope that there's some money for Stay Safe or a Mr. Yep. Delegator or something, um, something maybe we're not expecting to see as much money for. And, and Betfair can can often provide that. You just you just never know. So, um, I'll be able to look late if Devoted does get belted and start a dollar ninety. I'll, I will probably have something Apple Snaps, and if that starts a dollar ninety, Apple Snaps probably starts. 20 to 1 so I'm um, happy to lose a I actually reckon there. if it wasn't for the rain coming I would have probably been on Magnaforce each way mm-hmm. um, had a similar sort of campaign this time last year be comfort me uh, yeah be comfort yeah, me exactly yeah, um, yep. sort of re- refound some form in Kalgoorlie came straight to Belmont and then yeah won two in a line but he dropped just, it down because he lost those races. He lo- he's dropped it down to the same rating. As he's well. a, he's, I think he actually carries One less point. weight than what he did last year. But if you look through his form, he has just never ever gone on a wet track. So, okay. and that's the same with Stay Safe. He's had one run on a heavy track, went around twelve dollars in the market, so it was reasonably well thought of, and got beat uh, about that was a heavy fourteen day. lengths. Well, I backed him. Links, sorry, I yeah. backed him that day. Yeah. I backed, I got any old Who price. Who won that race? Absolutely any old price. That was Wuhan Warrior. Oh yeah, beat yeah. Treasured Treasure Star. Treasure Star. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, the margins were inflated, but he just he was off the bit mm-hmm. um, at the five hundred. He just didn't look like he got through it whatsoever. Different horse with the shades on. Stay safe as well. Yeah, that's probably the one thing to. to Pat, do you think Paddy Carberry yep. could have ridden? I do. Yeah, both of them. Yep. I do. Understandable with the affiliation with Simon oh, at the yeah. moment, I think so. I, I'm not looking too deep into that, to be honest with you. So but, um, Simon is number. one. Number one in Paddy's. I think so, yeah, yeah, with what they're doing together at the moment. He has to be. And and like Bob will it seems it'll chop and change, potentially Chris, CJP, Paddy. It could be on any given day, it could be any of them. So I think it's important to probably maintain that relationship and Well Simon's just dynamite at the moment. Exactly right. Absolutely. Ex- exactly right. It wouldn't surprise me. So that's why I mean look if I if I never get my bet price devoted, I'm not gonna be too perturbed. Who wins at two twenty, then good on it. I'm yeah. fine. Okay. All right, race four, the Tap Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. You got the touch. <laughs> Fourteen. Is that the? Is that really Gene Simmons on that? Uh, or is I it a really impersonator? I don't know. Mm, I've got to find that I out. I don't think I care either, actually. Well, I, he wouldn't come cheap, would he, Gene Simmons? Look, no. Uh, interesting. Um, <laughs> who? What have we got here? Fourteen hundred <coughs> meters. We've got uh, quite a wide open field, isn't it? The two sort of. Um, Coltino, Lord Lonsdale, they both carry the same colours there. Uh, Lord Lonsdale, of course, has put in two quite nice runs since coming back to racing. Um, they're probably the, the two major players at the moment, but it uh, seems like quite a wide open Westby Platinum handicap with uh, 
13 runners, which is good to say. Seems like a – when I – I actually did this race last because it didn't have so much intrigue. Yeah. But when I started I doing it, I just thought to myself, it's just a very good Terry race. And I'm yeah. expecting you to declare one at double figures here. So Pretty came. It was not double figures anymore. Um, it was very close to double figures. But um, not not declare one. But I might rule Lee favourite um, in this one. I Look, I've liked Lord Lonsdale <laughs> and what it's done. But it's Lord Lonsdale doesn't hold a huge – I don't think Lord Lonsdale's any type of superstar. But interesting to see if they decide to go back to the old tactics and ride it forward yeah. at some point. Can they? Yeah, it's a thing. It's not jumping, is it? No. So it's going to have to work around them. And who was the other speed in this? Um, there wasn't much. Colchino. No, there wasn't so a huge amount. Yeah, Colchino. Was Colchino. I thought Art Admirer would go forward. Chaz Dad lead us back. Maybe Sir Mambo if it jumps. And yeah. Arnie's boy might roll forward as well. So the, there is. this is the type of race where it's probably got the opportunity to go forward. And the fact you've got the same ownership group for Colchino and Lord Lonsdale, they can probably send the right tactics out either way if they did want to um, go in that manner. But, um, yeah, I think Rule Lee just came on as a racehorse last campaign. They backed it off the mat with Christy Benedon, had no luck, backed it up a four day, sat deep the trip. Didn't beat much in the two races that it won, um, but it won really well and it won like a horse is going to keep winning. It was backed, it was about 15s to 8s in a pretty good 60-plus uh, at Pinney. Uh, first up, I mean, Chris Parnham had no luck, no room in the straight whatsoever. Um, it's a universal rule in there, so it's going to handle any going. Uh, it could just about get leaders back if they don't go that quickly. I just think it's a horse with a bit of upside, and I don't think we're up against any um, superstars here. No. So I, I didn't expect to have a bet because I thought it would just go up sort of five bucks. But um, I was, I was again, it was the last race I did, and I was I was tiring. I was definitely, um, I was murdered. Paddling. I, I was murdered <laughs> at about the 960 at that point in time. <laughs> Um, but it's yeah, it's about eight nine bucks. I think eight bucks still available around. Um, yeah, that that'll get me for a little uh, even a little each way play. I think I think it's just a, a really nice progressive horse, low weight. Chris Parnham ticks boxes for me. Yeah, I, I had really equal second favourite actually. Okay, so seven fifty was my price. Who's um, on top for you? I had Lord, Lord Lonsdale yep. on top in my market, but it was like five dollars a field. So um, the others, the others that I sort of had. Uh, second marks of second favourite as well was Colchino and I didn't mind um Chad's me dad first up from a low draw. So um but yeah, this is this race just isn't really my cup of tea, I wouldn't have thought. Nah, ditto. I <clears throat> was like Terry paddling late. Um uh, my market definitely wouldn't share with anyone because it's yeah, it's far from completed. <laughs> I was um Lord Lonsdale on top, was sort of waiting for this horse to get up in trip and find a race where he could find the front which is probably on saturday but after watching his replay last start he just it wasn't that they snagged him back to last he just ended up there through the way he jumped so don't have a heap of confidence that he can go well he probably can if joey rides his ears off but he might burn it yeah what does that cost him yeah so and then once horse is going that well too they also go well hang on maybe this horse is going really super chasing let's just keep chasing exactly yeah so and i don't really want to be on if he's not going to go forward and then Mm -hmm. when i saw the odds and the market hadn't missed him. Well, after that, I just didn't have a lot of interest whatsoever. Can definitely see where you're coming from, Terry. Mm. Really hit a real purple patch. Last preparation, just I know she didn't get any luck last start, but I just would have loved to have seen her attack the line a little bit better when the gap yeah. or the room did appear late. This feels like a bit of a lesser race, though, doesn't it? it does to me. Yeah. yeah, it does. Crip, that's the one thing I, I'm I'm not giving her too much of a penalty from that, but I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, uh, I just don't think he ever really uh, uh he 
being the jockey Chris Parnham, ever really got to have a proper crack at him. And most of, both of its wins at Belmont last campaign were working into it, winding up. So it might not be a point-to-point speed horse, which obviously means barrier one could be a negative. But I'm just going to back Chris to um, have her into clear air on a, in a track with a big, long straight. Speaking of point, I actually thought you were going to tip point taken. No, I can see it though. And I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't be Wet great. Track, 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm done with point taken. I've tried. <laughs> I've tried several times. Um, yeah, I backed it the right, the right time last campaign when Lacto got stuck deep the trip and it got beaten around second or third at 20, 30 to one. And um, yeah, I've tried several times since and it's gone absolutely horribly. But on her day, yeah, she probably wallops them just about. So if you get something silly bet fair and you're looking for a, a wild one, she's that's, that's why I didn't like the race because there's so many horses in this that on their day, they are good enough to win it, but mm-hmm. you just don't know what horse is going to turn up. So yeah. it was a, it was a uh, throw in the bin job pretty quickly. Yeah, well said. I, I even think that had Arnie's boy been sort of $15 plus, that could have could have maybe got me a little bit each way. I don't think he's far away. Some of these will wobble on Betfair. Yeah. There'll be some Betfair stuff happening. Colchino is a runner who traditionally is very well supported in the market. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it's a Colchino start favourite. Someone would sort of – I think the market likes to gravitate to horses with – Big upside, and I think that's a horse that's always been touted as one with big upside. So, mm. bet okay. fair could provide a bet for those. I'm sure. Rule leave for me each way. Okay, I'm staying out. Quiver. <laughs> yeah, no interest. We'll probably have something small and something. something. <laughs> I'm just not sure which one. Yeah. All right. Uh, after the success of our jockey versus trainer mastermind tournament, uh, won by of course Jordan Turner, it's back to uh, back to our roots. We've got two newcomers to the uh, to the competition. So we've got uh, Timmy Gears versus Christian Hawkins in the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. That is next. Well, you know what it's time for now, BJ. What's that, Terry? It's, I haven't got this written down in front of me, so I'm going to cook this. It's time for the uh, the WA Racing, WA Racing, <laughs> Jesus Christ, WA Racing Mundaring, at Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing Mastermind competition, BJ. Very good. We got there. Uh, the Mundaring, of course, has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get an opportunity, drop in, see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor, Say good day. Let him know that you listen to the one one, and you'll get the red carpet treatment up at the Mundaring. That is for sure and certain. Um, and uh, we've got two fresh faces mm. for this week's edition of the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Terry, couple of we- WA Racing identities. Yes, yes. I don't, I don't think they've ever crossed paths before these two. So this is going to be uh, this is going to be quite a dynamic duo. Christian Hawkins and Timmy is. Timmy, is it gears or jeers? Gears. Ge- with a hard G? I get all, yeah, hard G. I get all sorts. I get Greer, gear, <laughs> jeers, greers. It's, it's going to be tears after the uh, after the competition today, boys. <laughs> uh, I'm tipping it to be more like beers. <laughs> oh, that's uh, very, that's, very good. We weren't meant to start yet, but that's got to go in. That's in, yeah. That's got to go in. All, All right. right. Christian Hawkins and Timmy Gears, they're our contestants for today. Let's bring the Hawk in. Christian Hawkins, welcome to the 1-1. Hey, boys. How you going? I'm not quite too sure about the fresh face. I'm pushing the 50 these days, so, you know. <laughs> You are, you are a young looking fifty though. Yeah, I'd, well, I'm not quite fifty, but I'm I'm closer <laughs> to fifty than twenty one. I know that. So, Hawk, uh, jockey, trainer. Then you were a harness steward for a while. Uh, the racing, the, the industry wants to know where's Hawk. What are you up to these days? Uh, um, 
I'm in Port Edland, just uh, trying to earn a dollar. Oh, that's a good detailed answer. <laughs> that's what we're after. All something, <laughs> something nice and uh, a bit of longevity about. It. Oh, it's, yeah. it's it's, uh, it's Jack, oh, Jack of all trades, but a master of none in the racing industry. <laughs> so at some point, I I had to uh, accept the ability levels wasn't as high as I anticipated or thought it was. So I had to get up to the uh, to the higher end of the country, uh, where the money's a little bit better. Very good. Are you getting involved in the uh, the Port Hedland Roeburn racing season, uh, Hawk? Yeah, the tentacles are out there. We've got uh, we've got the guru involved in one up here, uh, the mighty Peppy Jack. So hopefully, um, I hope it's a bit disappointing that the races uh, aren't going to be on Port Hedland this year. They're all going to be at Roeburn. So. Um, we hopefully uh, can pick up one of the cup races, and uh, just all going one. well, we might. Oh wow, well, just one. We just got, can't be too greedy, Terry. You know, like mm. just, you, you, you promised me. Mul- you promised me multiple. Yeah, well, that's just out of the Portland and the Roburn Cup, so I'm not factoring in the the Brunk uh, or oh. maybe a, maybe a little sojourn to Kalgoorlie later after that. Oh, you know? oh so there we go. <laughs> if, you get, if you get Peppy Jack to win a Kalgoorlie Cup, I will, yeah, I'll give him your left arm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good, Hawk. Clearly, clearly got to be improvement from uh, from the training ranks. I mean, it's only come from Puffer's joint, so surely. <laughs> <laughs> very good. All the best up there, Hawk, um, and uh, making his debut on, on the Mastermind, of course. So he's got a wealth of knowledge. Let's see if he can channel it into uh, WA Racing trivia, the Hawk. Uh, let's welcome in our fellow contestant, Timmy Gears. G'day, Timmy. Timmy. G'day, boys. How are you? I'll tell you what, after listening to uh, Hawk's list of accomplishments in the industry, I'm not tipping a uh, strong performance from me here. Oh, dearie, man. Yeah, there was a bit of a uh, bit of chirp before, and he's on the back foot. Uh, he's on the back foot very quickly. No, I'd uh, I'd be confident, Timmy. Your uh, your partner Kate came on and absolutely walloped. Benny, Benny Pierce, Pierce yeah. three zip. Kate Witten, yes. I think Benny's still waking up uh, with with cold sweats, but uh, <laughs> we'd be expecting no less than you. You've got uh, you guys have got Dash Doll in on um, on Saturday opening day at Belmont. Um, drawing a sticky gate, but you must be excited. Yeah, no, she's going really well. And quickly on that mastermind, I think the uh, best thing for Kate that day was Benny answering about three wrong, and she got the full answers. <laughs> uh, she got the full question, so it was handed to her on a platter. She, uh, yeah, she didn't get a word in when she played the semi final, which didn't surprise <laughs> me. Um, so hopefully, I can go a bit better than that. But yeah, no, Dash Doll, she's going really good. Um, She's come back in super form this prep. Like, we always knew she was kind of pretty good, but she's just a horse that's got – or just needs a lot of management, like most of the good ones, uh, just like niggling injuries and stuff. But, no, nah, first up run and our second up run were both terrific, and then we just got a little bit further back than we probably hoped last start. But, you know, she matched it with the Velvet Queen coming home. So um, she gets up to the mile for the first time, drawn very sticky, but I think we'll be going forward this week rather than back. And – uh Hopefully just the first meeting of the season at Belmont plays a little bit on pace. Very good, Timmy. Of course, uh, manager of Sean McGruddy as well, who's just uh, come back from a from a break. So uh, plenty going on. And, um, yeah, of course, everyone can find Timmy's very active in the uh, Twitter space as well, Tim's Tips. Um, Tim's Tips? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Ed, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, like that. Oh, I think, well, <laughs> it was pretty simple. I turned about 18 and... 
started having a punt, and then I thought, well, I might give some tips out. What should I call my name? So I put it Tim Tips. Isn't that isn't that rich? Com- isn't that rich coming from, from the, the Perth, Perth racing, racing guru? <laughs> Theory, yeah. mate. I mean, yeah, basically just says I'm a flog, doesn't it? <laughs> Which is fairly accurate, unfortunately, DJ. But I think it's time. It is time. All right. I just, just on that, we, Timmy, he, uh, he's taken on the hardest, hardest, one of the hardest gigs in uh, the racing industry, isn't it? Being Sean McGrady's manager. <laughs> hey, that, that'd be well, I'm a sucker for punishment because not only do I manage Kate, who's my partner, I manage Sean, so it's like managing two wives sometimes. <laughs> this uh, is great. Five man. minutes and you've done a year's worth of time with <laughs> This is good stuff. All right. Gentlemen, Christian and Tim, your names are your buzzers, and to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll be, need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. Terry. Okay. Christian Hawkins, are you ready? The Hawk is ready. <laughs> That's good. Timmy Gears, are you ready? The gear stick is ready. <laughs> the Hawk versus the gear stick. Deary me. Three, two, one. Who am I? I started my career in New South Wales before transferring to Western Australia in early 2016. Prior to my arrival in WA, I'd been twice placed at Group 3 level and I'd competed in two Group 1s but still arrived a maiden. It didn't take me long to make an impression in Perth winning at my two first outings. It took a little while, however, for my true star to shine in WA, but after winning the Detonator Stakes in 2017, I was spelt and came back and ran fourth to rock magic in the 2017 Roma Cup. Later that year, I came back to win an Asian Bow Stakes, a Kingston Town Classic, and a Ted Van Heemst before lumping 59 kilos and running second in the 2017 Perth Cup. Tim. Tim. Puna Moo. Ah, very, very good, Timmy. Very good, Timmy. Paddy Carberry was the only hope to pilot me in WA before I finished my career unsuccessfully back east. I am Puna Moo. Puna Moo. Good horse, wasn't he? Puna Moo was. What, what price that day on the Kingston Town? Was it he was big, wasn't he? Yeah. I think so. Yes. I know that Troy, one of my good mates, he had the 80 to 1, whether it was 81 on the day or he took that early. But, yeah, I did my ass that day. I was on the Bob horse at 50 to 1, started at four bucks. Perfect jewel, I think it might have been. Yeah, right. And I think yeah. Material Man ran second with yeah. Mitchie Pateman. I reckon I was on well. everything bar Puna Moo. Yeah. So. Well, I remember right. banging at the green <laughs> tavern, laying on the ground and just sobbing. <laughs> does, that doesn't sound like me, does it? <laughs> Tim one Hawk yet to score. Next question. Name the now retired hoop that partnered Vital Silver to victory in the 2019 Roma Cup. Hawk. Hawk. Uh, uh, you meant to know the answer. Mad Dog Hall. <laughs> <laughs> extra, extra points for the nickname? Or? <laughs> that is correct. Peter Mad Dog Hall. He uh, was uh, aboard Vital Silver in the 2019 Roma Cup. It is one apiece. Holy will be stiff at me for missing that too. <laughs> okay, so what horse ran second in the 2020 Roma Cup, 2020 Belmont Sprint, and 2020 Hyperion Stakes? Same horse, all three. Hawk. Hawk. Is it Rock Magic? Incorrect. Incorrect. Timmy for the steal. Oh. Three, two, one. 
And I'll take the we're gone. Time's up. Time's up. Time's up. I'm being more strict on the on the, the time up thing going forward. We have to. Yeah, we have to. Yeah. yeah just for the integrity of the competition. Exactly. Of course. The horse that ran second in all those three feature races was none other than the Velvet King, one of Christian Hawkins' many nicknames. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the original trainer of Captain Chaos prior to Michael Grantham? Hawk. Hawk. Trevor Roche. The late Trevor Roche. Hawk two. Timmy one. It's getting desperate now, Timmy. Here we go. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that one either. Elite Street. I might have got the Velvet King before, but <laughs> I, I, only, something out. I only knew that because he bought my horse truck off me before uh, he passed away. There you go. All right. Elite Street was famously beaten as a $1.45 favourite in a Pinjarra Maiden mid-2020. Name the horse that won that race. This is one you either know or you don't, I reckon. <laughs> if you haven't got it straight away, I think you're cooked. I'm going to do yeah. the early oh, I, remember, I remember watching the race. Too. Three, two, one. Yeah. PJ? The Mighty Mirth and Music. Brucey Watkins. Yeah, it was a QEU as well. Oh. I think so. All right. 2 1 to the Hawk. Name the stable that trifected the 2018 Roma Cup. Tim. Timmy. Dan Jamie Racing. Oh. Dan Jamie Brothers. Jamie. Rock Magic, Battle Hero, and Durandell. Okay. 2 all. 2 all. 2020 Roma Cup champ Vega Magic won two Group 1 races outside Western Australia. One was the Memsey Stakes at Caulfield. Name the other. Memsey. Oh. Oh, hang on. What did I hear there? Tim. Yeah. Joe, Timmy. Tim. It was, uh, it was in Adelaide. Um, Three. Oh, the Goodwood. Oh, he's pulled it out. A rabbit out of the hat. Last ditch. Craig Williams would have written it. Ah, Google must be working for you, Timmy. The internet's just saying. <laughs> that is. Hawk doesn't know how to use the internet on his phone, so he had a disadvantage. Nah. That. I remember because he won everything and then went to Sydney and Willow butchered him in the Everest. I was I was I was going to say the Everest, but that's right. He got uh, it was hard luck, wasn't he? He, he probably should have won an Everest. Second to Red. Oh, Island. he should have won. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that is correct, Timmy. He has come back from a two-one deficit to salute three-two in the final stride. The correct response there was the Goodwood at Morfittville for Vega Magic. They were his two Group One victories outside of Western Australia. Congratulations, Tim Tips, up and about. Yeah, thanks, boys. Tim Beers tonight. Tim Beers. <laughs> and Hawk, very brave, very brave. I was. Uh, you, you did a good job. Thanks for uh, thanks for chiming in. Cheers, guys. I'm, I, I can't believe there was no uh, corporate Bruce questions. I'm a bit disappointed. <laughs> I want to. We want to have you on. You want to have you on again. Uh, you, you might be a half volley for the uh, for the contestant, but at least you're entertaining. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get you back on for the Hannon Sandy Gab edition, Hawk. I yeah, hundred percent. So. <laughs> Hey, uh, good luck up in Headland, uh, Christian and Timmy. We'll see you on next week's edition of the One One. You'll be defending your title. Looking forward to it, boys, and happy Dash Doll Day on Saturday. <laughs> Very good. All the best, fellas. Thank you. Bye.
The Mastermind's back rolling and we've got a new Mastermind, Timmy Gears, Tim's Tips, got the Chocolatis. I enjoyed that. A couple of contestants with a little bit of swagger, a bit of personality, a little bit flat. Uh, the Hawk didn't win though. I wouldn't <laughs> mind having a chat with him <laughs> most weeks with the stuff he produces, but uh, no, Timmy's just as good. And uh, yeah, uh, get your entries in, nominations yeah, for yeah. next week. I want I want Turk or Chrissy Nelson to come on soon. He's, he's someone I'm asking for, so um, yeah, get we're, him in. Yeah, we're always on the lookout for uh, fresh faces here for uh, from a mastermind point of view here at the 1-1. One, one. So, so, so that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is on its way to Timmy Gears. Congratulations, and we'll be chatting to Timmy next week. Race five is the Vale Ron Sayers handicap for the three-year-olds over the 1,400 metres. Terry, we were up at Ronnie Sayers' uh, Yarradale Stud property for the Own the Dream competition only a couple of months ago now. Um, mm. And, yeah, obviously a huge loss, um, a titan of business and the racing industry um, is Ronnie Sayers. And I think if you go through and have a look um, on Saturday, he's got – I think he's got ownership in like eight runners. Mm. So starting early in the card, let's have a look here. We've got he's got he's got his RG Sayers in Kazaku, Wonderkind, uh, War Gem, Gunmetal Grey, Excelestial, um, and what Ronnie did through his Yarradale stud sales in the past was um, he had his had his own private sales where he would take a portion of each horse that was one of the conditions of the sale or, or the lease and um so what that effectively meant was he had raced horses with just about every trainer in western australia and he supported the industry across the board and um lots of people were indebted to ronnie and his contribution to the game of course perth, uh, perth racing director and that so sad loss he was 70 years old i believe mm -hmm. so yeah he passed away during the week so big uh big thank you to ron sayers yarradale stud and the family for everything they've done for the racing industry here in Western Australia. And I see that a lot of the horses are wearing their Yarradale stud colours at Belmont on Saturday to uh, commemorate Ronnie. So I think Valarode as well. Valarode yeah. feature, yep. Yeah. No, very well said, BJ. I never met Ron myself, but um, yeah, you can just see the outpouring on uh, on Twitter and social media and yeah, everyone's, uh, yeah, very, uh, very positive in their words for him. And obviously he was a great supporter of the industry. So um, yeah, a sad loss and hopefully one of his can get up on Saturday. Absolutely. So um, in the race named after him, War Gem, of course, will be wearing the the uh, the Yarradale stud, Ronnie Sayers, colours number five for uh, Neville Parnham, who, of course, was trained so many, so many winners with Ronnie over the journey. But it's not a bad little race, this. There's quite a few nice horses coming through the ranks. Um, I, I imagine opinions will be divided. Even the market has shifted significantly since it came out first thing this morning in terms of who uh, who the market leader is. So I'd be interested to hear what you guys have to say. Cripper, is this a race that piqued your interest? Love the race. Yep. Um, some Yeah, like you said, some really up-and-coming types are going to clash, and I'm sure they won't be the first – uh, it will be the first, but won't be the last time that they do clash over the next few months. Unfortunately, another race where I just feel like the current market looks very similar to my market order. I mean, the Velvet Queen for me is a horse who I've probably underrated in her career, but she's always been a victim of getting back on slow tempos. And first up, look at another one where I got a bit lucky. I was on iMate who uh, led and gave a kick and the Velvet Queen was – just held up for long enough 
back in the field where by the time she got out, the bird had sailed, I guess. And it, to be honest, if you probably moved that race from Ascot to Belmont, she would pick up my mate um, in the last 50 metres. So I had her on top. She's obviously a full sister to the Velvet King, who's a dead set swimmer. So mm-hmm. any rain will not be a deterrent. Uh, probably go the other way, actually. Mm. But I mean, 320 in a race where you've got the informed Simon Milliard bringing out Zafira, who couldn't have been any more impressive on debut. Galactic Storm, I personally haven't really gravitated to towards yet, but. Uh, I'm not. Galactic Storm. Has he posted? Yeah. Yeah. It's 10 bucks. Yeah, well, he's, has he posted, a, yeah, exactly. posted he's got, a figure? Yeah. yeah, he's got two big figures in a row. Which yep. The first one, I think, when he just won a basic class one down at Pinjarra, I reckon that's going to be a figure that turns out to be, it's way too high. Like a lot of horses, I look at like 91 Dwyer. Is that because he carried 59 and a half? That uh, day, some races just rate to a figure where you just go, well, I'm not sure why, but it's that's just wrong. Yep. Um, and then you just go at the Kyle a spike rating and then you put it back down to um, what they sort of normally do. Like 91 Dwyer in that race is a good example. We, that horse was sort of peaked by three lengths. Now it's gone back down to normal. But then Galactic Storm backed that up last start and nearly got the better of Pat Scott Sass, which is good form. So I have to respect him. Got the run of though. That day. Did get the run of. Yeah. Probably looked the winner at the 200. Yeah. yeah. And the fourth pick in my market is a bit of X factor, but the, the market definitely hasn't missed his horse, his Mosquito, but just mm. can't really back a horse at $5 who keeps on stepping slow like he has been. It's going to be a money drain mosquito. You just can tell, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. McManus went up nine bucks this morning, and that's the type of price you go, yeah, 100%. We'll play some $9. That'll, that'll be a bet for you. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you here, Crip. Exactly as I feel. I reckon this is a great race, but it's one I, unless the market changes significantly late, I doubt I'll be getting um, overly involved in. Zafira and Mosquito are probably the two best horses, maybe, but they have so much to learn watching him race still and so much can go wrong well i think the velvet queen might be able to settle a little bit closer than those two um and it's probably a little bit more mature and as you said we'll also appreciate the weather so i've got the velvet queen i've actually about three dollars twenty the velvet queen and i'm surprised i got her that short um but i, I think that there's a potential we see money for a zephyr or a mosquito oh. and i get four dollars fifty late the velvet queen potentially I, I don't know the velvet queen has been a traditionally well-backed she runner, gets so. hammered every start. she does yeah so it, it will be interesting to see how that all eventuates but the funny thing is the three we're talking about are all going to probably be in the final four or five in running but with victory vixen a a horse who i think goes okay but not that great being out the back uh being out in front they should be able to make ground and uh, and gather it in but that again from a map point of view it looks like a galactic storm success play we'll get the soft sort of run on them galactic um, storm does go up to the 50 59 though too doesn't, doesn't it look poorly weighted yeah. for the horse that's beaten freedom of the press and um what's the other one you just said 91 dwyer like yeah. it just looks poorly weighted because um, it's a 58 plus yeah that's yeah it got changed yeah. from a six yeah, yeah because they yeah. couldn't get the top yeah. weight obviously so it's impacted a galactic storm but they have raised the minimum to 55 so it's what's it four off the limit but does the 59 considering it couldn't run down pat's got sass with 56 last start does look Maybe offset by the low draw as well, but it does look a bit, yeah, a bit, a bit unfortunate for, as you said, for a horse that's won um, Ascot made in a Pinjara class one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm 310 Velvet Queen, 440 Mosquito, 510 Zafira was my market, but not with a huge amount of confidence in how I've marked it. So mm-hmm. um, it was 340 the Velvet Queen. Galactic Storm and Zafira, 570 and 840 Mosquito. Oh, Mosquito. But the Velvet Queen was really the only one I wanted to be on because Zafira beat nothing last start. So 
I'm happy to take her on. But in saying that, it would not surprise me one bit if they straighten and all of a sudden you see this horse just get to the outside and throw wings and go yeah. ask them like they're standing still. Yeah. Did you watch his trials before? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were good, weren't they? It was yeah. one of those ones with like beaten panels in the trial. You go back and have a look and go, ah, oh, that's a very good yeah, trial. Yeah, there was a horse of, um, hardly ever. Yeah, yeah, trials of. There was a horse that finished alongside Zafira in that uh, trial. I think it came out and won its first start and race at Northern, 20 to 1. Merrill Haley's. Oh, oh Haley's. Yeah. That was a How really, was I reckon that? that'll be, yeah. that was unreal. Yeah. That was a really good, I think that'll be a really good form reference going forward that race. I yeah. think there was a lot of nice ones in there. Capital Flight, the form from its trial looks good mm. alongside someone. Jim Taylor, um, that's yeah. right around Honey, Honey Jew, yeah. The Rush, I think, will, will win its races. Um, yeah, winning Pierre only last, but it goes reasonable. I, I thought, mm. I think that'll be a really good form reference going forward. Yeah, so that ended up being quite a hot trial that um, one that Zafir has come out of. The time was there as well. Is that, that the Holland Maria yeah. trial too? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Um, it was meant to be in this race, but drew off the track. So Holland scratched. Yeah, I think yep. it was nommed and um, I think scratched because of the draw. I'm still kicking myself about Holland Maria, by the way. Yeah, we were I talking just, at your party and you're going, oh, I just, just worried, Jordan. Yeah, you did. Because Jordy trialed. It and there was a first starter that the Casey's had. Campfire Jack. And was on Campfire Jack and I just read way too much into it. And I was saying either Holly Marie is not as good as what I think or Campfire Jack could be a star. You're the one that tells me not to read too much. I know. And Holly Marie, I had 220. It was 320 to $1.80 and one. Didn't have a cent on just mm. because of that jockey change. Cost me. That was on the Sunday, wasn't it? Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even think I was awake by the time the race was. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we probably weren't even home. <laughs> uh, I was three dollars Velvet Queen, uh, four dollars Galactic Storm. I just thought Mosquito was so massive the other day, but it's just one of those horses that I want to see him do it. Like it's gonna first, it's gonna, it's gonna, gonna drift eight nine yeah. bucks mosquito, yeah. and I'm gonna end up on it. So yeah. I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna watch the Velvet Queen win at two dollars sixty, and be like, well, that's the horse I wanted to be on. But mm. yeah, but that's fine. And I just thought um, Zephyr is just gonna get back and swooping in. Can she settle behind the Velvet Queen and get past? I don't know if she's good enough to do that. If Velvet Queen turns that, up, so. that's the thing that we're completely guessing in that sense. We don't yeah. know, do we? Like if she does stalk the Velvet Queen and they sprint together, like yeah, who knows? Who knows? We'll Think find out. Pretty surprised if the winner didn't come from those four anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. All right, race six is the Amelia Park Handicap. It's a graduation over the 1,000 metres and uh, we've had a lot of horses resuming at this meeting and one of them is uh, one of the quirkiest horses in the state in number one, the top weight, no white flag, Cripper. Have you managed to get a handle on this horse over the journey? I feel like I've actually got a pretty good handle on this horse. Yeah. Um, remember I had something small on it first up, but then – it failed as a odds on pop second up, but I remember talking to Terry about it and we just realized it was a horse that had to get to the front and get his own way. And third up, we got a nice result out of it because yes. of that. Jesus Christ, a thousand meters from a wide gate with plenty of speed inside. Is there plenty Ooh. of speed inside? I don't think it's going to get, it's definitely not going to get to the front. She's enchanted. She's enchanted, doesn't um, step. Not once last Double campaign. Jeopardy. Um, watch its trial, it took a long time to get there. Double Jeopardy, the shades have gone off. I've. Oh, clearly I've backed no white flag and I'm just sort of hoping. I, I, I'm no. <laughs> and I went into the race. I went into the race thinking, all right, let's get this beaten because you knew Traverne was in the initial noms, yeah. right? And I'm thinking, because from outside of it, Traverne would And I was like, that's a take on job because exactly like you said, I reckon this is a horse we can make money out of. So yeah. next day it does come out and win, whatever. Next day it goes around $1.50 and it comes out in a race with – I don't know, Apple Schnapps or, you know, mm. horse, like speed horses that we know it's not going to lead with. We're going to take it off exactly, every day because yeah. we yeah. know this horse. This is the type of horse I love to back because the market doesn't react to a speed map like we yeah. can early doors. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought we could, I thought we could uh, maybe even lead or get to the breeze. I think 
it's if you look at all of its trials, it jumps really well. So I love the fact Toddy hasn't trialed here and goes into this fresh as a daisy. Okay. Um, and I think from the breeze, I don't think it. I don't think it just wins. I think it, I think it wins well. Um, but if I don't find the breeze, or if say imprudent kicks up, or if and we have to tuck into the one one, T ticket up. Well, I know gonna, that it's Blaze and Billy's drawn outside it, but I saw it the was written for I saw the sure. Let's see how fast we can go for six hundred. Nah, yeah. don't do that. Don't. I hope they're not. Hopefully, they just want to give it a good hit out and they're going back here. Uh, Blazing Billy, or yeah, no what flag? <laughs> <laughs> Blazing, Blazing Billy. But um, yeah, look, I, I knew. Getting into this, that you're you're on a horse that it doesn't have a plan B. If you yeah. need to go, if you need to go to plan B, you're dead, and I'm fine with that. As long as I'm seeing three dollars plus, which I think I'll get throughout, um, I'm I'm happy to be on. I think it's the best horse. I think it'll land in the breeze. I don't think it's impossible to rail. I genuinely don't think it's impossible to get to the rail. I love the fact it hasn't trialed, and um, yeah, I think it'll. Uh, it was a horse I wanted to get beat going into it, and I've come out marking yeah, at two forty five. Fair enough, marking at two dollars forty five. So. 245 okay. yeah well I'm, I'm just pretty harsh like i'm pretty harsh on um go forward from the gate the stable's struggling it's probably just going to go back you'd think so if if it could work out really well for it if there are a couple of the speed horses they all stop no white flags cooked and it is a bunched finish because it's the one that should mm. come down the outside and wallop them yeah i'm um, i'm rationally confident about the chances of go forward on well, the i was just about to say i would love to see brad parnham on go forward Go forward. Well, just don't do the opposite and go right back. If mm. you get caught three deep at Belmont, it is not the end of the world it's by fine. any stretch. It's fine, yeah. Just try Just go out neutral and try and sit three deep with cover, but midfield. Get, have a few horses behind you because I remember the day I've backed him at Belmont. It was oh, the yeah. day War Warrior. Yeah, yeah War Warrior run. And he just like, it wasn't really his fault because he drew wide, but he and, went and back. The, and, and the field sort of strung out yeah. at the wrong time. And there, and the, but there was no speed, yeah. even though the field did string out. Yeah. And he, that run was huge, but it was always going to get beaten by a horse who had the little suck running just behind. So, but if you look at a race like on Melbourne Cup Day, when, look, I know there's only seven runners, but. He was sort of just there on the turn, three deep, just ready to strike. And um, yeah, that's nothing went I, right that day in Belgium. Nothing. Still, yeah. From memory, you had bad luck. Yeah. But know. again, like I'm, as I said in the preview of this podcast, I'm not going to start backing horses, especially over a thousand meters from barrier 12 of 12, who potentially could be last. So while I had to go forward on top, it's a race where, and Terry's almost, I can sort of see where he's coming from with no white flag. And I love that horse. And mm. his best form. Well, his best figures would definitely be winning that race, whether he can do it over a thousand or not. Um, we'll find out Saturday, but yeah, it just became a race for me where I thought the best horses in it weren't hot, all that suited. So happy, just probably again, just watch. I'm um, three fifty. Go forward, really keen. Um, I think the Ganjimis have struggled at the back end of Ascot, and I wouldn't be surprised to see if they just held back um, some of their ammo for the return to, to Belmont, which they do a lot of their training from as well. Uh, so I, don't, I, I feel like this horse is, they've targeted this race. As you said, I'd like to, I don't want to see him last. I'd like to see him sort of eighth, ninth, seventh, eighth, ninth, three wide line, peeling and um, using that big, big um, closing speed late. If he's close enough, I reckon he can uh, get over the top of him. Toddy, given any? Feel on how no white flag's going, your mate? No, not that you tell us again. Anyway. Neither, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going back? Trying to trying to educate. They're going to tuck in. It's an education. Have you got a cash out option? You're kidding me. Um, really interesting to see what this market does. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. 
of the opinion I can almost sort of hold fire for a bit of this because mm. Go Forward's a horse they love to have love to have a bit of cash on. Um, premium choice as well. Premium choice, yeah. Premium choice maps really nice. So I'm not sure about the strength of those West Speed Platinum races, but um, yeah, it, it's you've got to just say it's got to be a good chance just purely yeah. on the Quick fact that it's going to land on the back of yeah. a no white flag or something of that nature. And, and Madam Kisses is lightly raised, has upside. Yeah. And Seems to be well supported and also maps well. Yep, no, exactly right. Had some funny thoughts go through my mind with this. Even like a horse like Silken Eyes goes well off seven days, likes the wet, can put in a really good run every now and again. Yeah, Silken Eyes is the one I came into this expecting to find. Really? If it was a senior, I reckon I would have. It could have just about been the each way play. If you look at, like I spoke about, Media Baron goes well for Christy Bennett. Have a look at when she's jumped on Silken Eyes in the past. The horse has just gone horrible. Okay. So keep Silken Eyes in mind, though, for a run shortly. It's getting a little bit further down in the weights now. Mm -hmm. It's able to come back to 60 plus. um, And it was super behind. um, It was just a bit unlucky in the straight behind its radar. And just better quickly touch on She's Enchanted. It looked like being a really, really good horse mm-hmm. early in its three-year-old season. This uh, now five-year-old mare having its first start for 420 days. Trialled up at Larkhill with Hannah Fitzgerald on, which was great to see Hannah back it after was, her, yeah. uh, her bad fall. Um, she's back riding trials, which is tremendous. But uh, Brett Pope's got – she's enchanted. I'm unaware of what the issues were that impacted her uh, career. But um, I do recall the last time she raced, Terry, that we both backed her and we ran into a horse by the name kind of Amazina. <laughs> Midweek, was it, or a class or something? And we were fuming because we thought it should have won. (laughs) Jeez, it's all Amazon lucky. I'll tell you what. I remember when Good I backed She's Enchanted first up, went around $1.90 so and yeah. ran ninth, beating four legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I missed the kick that day. So, and if you watch its recent trial, people go, I should just lead this over a 1,000. Just watch all of its run. I'm not saying it might be able to ping and lead, yeah. but it misses kicks really badly. And it, you can get away with that in trials where they're not all trying to bustle to the top. Yeah. You can't get away with that in a race. And I'm just backing a horse that misses kicks badly mm-hmm. and um, I'm telling you that there's no problems. <laughs> no worries whatsoever. The other one I just want to mention before we go, <laughs> even though his stats at Belmont are shocking, which is surprising for his racing pattern but ATM was huge last start oh, too yeah. and bit of sting out of the track you could just see him getting to the outside and yep. watching so yeah race where another one I'm really looking forward to watching with, without really having much of a betting interest if no white flag doesn't get there easily and land sort of win and win well it looks like a bunched finish it looks like a horse that can come down the outside which will suit a ATM or a, as BJ likes to go forward so um, yeah I'm doing a bit of a you and taking luck out of the equation and I'm happy if I if, if he doesn't find the front or things don't go right I'm, I'm happy with the price I'm getting to find out for that yeah so um, yeah no white flag with a degree of confidence actually very good. Right. I'm pretty keen. Go forward. One of my better better goes for the day. Okay. Head dead. Head dead. Head dead. Um, race six, race seven, rather, is the Crown Perth Handicap over 1,600 metres. It's another graduation. And uh, we just spoke to uh, Timmy Gears, our mastermind winner. He's, um, of course, in the camp of Dash Doll, who goes around in this race for uh, Kate Witten and her father. Uh, we've got a interesting runner and a visitor from Kalgoorlie. There's a chance, which Terry has a little bit of understanding of, but um, yeah. Uh, and of course, Mojo Rhythm, who Terry took a big whack to uh, <laughs> last start. I love when you mark them, say you marked them 50s and they get it five bucks. <laughs> I was the same as you that day. I had it nowhere near single figures in my market. So that, that makes you feel any better. Uh, dear, but, it does um, a little bit. But the horse that stands out to me anyway, I'd like to get your guys' thoughts. He's number five, Atlanta Speech, coming off a second behind other ones on one of the better young horses in the state. Cooper. Uh, yeah, look, Blinker's on for me with Atlanta Speech as well. Yeah. Went into this race, wanting to find him, have found him. In saying that, capacity field, a horse who will probably settle midfield, 
I mean, he's got to take a good ride. I just think at Mark the moment, found him. oh, oh geez, Jesus Christ, gee, like, the, whiz. the way I'm looking at the moment is two dollars eighty. He's to me, he's just not a two dollar eighty chance. Like I've gone into this race wanting to find him, and I have, and I've tried to mark him as short as I possibly could, and I've got him three fifty. Four twenty, Brad Bet. Uh, now three dollars, Brad Bet at the moment, and on the uh, across the board, there's some two seventy even. There's a two eighty, two one up, two ninety. So, yeah. I'm two seventy five, um, but I'm with. I'm not that. If it goes around two eighty, I'm not all that perturbed. I'll have a bet at three dollars plus. I'll get serious at three sixty plus probably. Yep. Um, but Crips right from barrier five. I, I think he's. I think he's a bit more mature now and got the gate speed to land a bit closer. The thing with the Landers Beach, I don't think it's a horse that can be held up then pick up and sprint. You want it while winding up and going through it. But it's two goes at the mile. It's it beat a pretty moderate lot. I included Giant Leap last campaign, but it won it really easily. Yeah, it won well, yeah. And last um a couple of weeks ago, it ran second other one, son, um, beating a couple of reasonable ones around it. I, I think it's a really progressive type. And if Sean O'Donnell finds the right back, gets it into clear air, I think it's the one to beat. Um but yeah, just uh yeah, bring one to town is um Nick craps a lot. Um looking forward to to crap a lot. <laughs> Coming to town, uh, there's a chance. That it's a nice horse. It I actually nice really like. Since he's got it, and Christo won on it at two hundred to one one day. Um, its runs have been huge. First up, that effort behind Magna Force. I know it's a Kalgoorlie run, but don't underrate how good an effort that was over an unsuitable journey. And also, wasn't there a big gap to third as yeah, well? Yeah, massive gap to yeah. third, and horses that are going well in Kalgoorlie. And those that Kalgoorlie form can often add up in the city, like really, really often. Um, especially Peter Feeney, they bring him to town, and as we were talking about before, Magna Force came to town and win um, one. But um, if you watch Brandon Louis on, there's a chance it was never. Um, he was never really happy in the run either. Like I don't think it was a really tractable horse so uh look if it's playing on pace but also first, um, first, I think it runs a race from first up in the front a, if he leads first up in an open sprint 1200 kalgoorlie when it's last it's really a miler isn't it there's yeah. a chance sort yeah. of well nick said that day he tossed up going to the mile that was on that day so he obviously had it pretty fit but yeah. um thought that was a better option and uh and also chasing i think it's a better horse out um out in front in mm. my opinion interesting. so interesting map though because you got the, the other the other speed in this just speaking to timmy gears got a bit of information for listeners that dash doll might go forward um but hip wiggle um cliff green I think it's the third trainer of Hit Wiggle. He's riding it, getting it ridden differently. And I think he's getting results actually. Yeah. I think it's being I think it's actually pretty tough. So stable mate of the favourite as well. Yeah. So the speed is gonna be reasonable. Yeah, nice little <laughs> nice little bunny. <laughs> it so looks like that. 20 lengths like, quicker yeah. than benchmark in 600 <laughs> US. Oh uh, dearie me. But uh, yeah, look with, with normal luck, I think it's Atlanta Speech. If it never gets to me price, though, happy to have something on Nick Craps a lot. I'm $12, there's a chance. I'm $750 Pambella, but again, it's like if it's $12, $13, I probably don't bet. If it's $16, 18 I might have something on. But Pam Bella, first up, very unlucky, not the stewards. Second up, very unlucky, as good a run, if not better than Mojo Rhythm, a better run than Mojo Rhythm. Third up, extremely unlucky. Never saw daylight the entire straight behind Ginger Graham when favourite. So, um, yeah, I think Pam Bella's going far better than that, but two from 37. Do you mm. know? It's good if you're a – No, I agree with you guys. Bowling leggies. Uh, there's a chance for me was uh, not a clear second pick, but – Easily second in my market. Um, my probably two queries were his form in Kalgoorlie is definitely good enough to run a good race in this, but can he get on the float, drive seven hours and do it in town? And also just 1,200 to a mile second up, but you just touched on in, Terry. If Nick was thinking about going to a mile first up, obviously he might have him ready to go. So he'll be there somewhere in his first – Two or three, be making his own luck. And I mean, I've actually got him $9. So I think there's 16 at the moment. So technically, he's a bet and probably wouldn't be the dumbest thing for me to have something on him now. And hopefully, 
back at Atlantis, Drift, uh, Atlantis Beach on the drift. You think? I think we'll get the Atlantis Beach Surely. drift. I, when we mark, so we talk about that. It's really interesting when thinking about if you're going to get the drift. I like to look at what you've personally got second, third, fourth in your market. So you've got there's a chance. BJ, yep. who's your second pick? Um, Who have you marked second or last? <coughs> Mojo Rhythm. So you've marked Mojo Rhythm and I've marked Pam Bella. I don't see any of those getting huge support. Mm-hmm. So I worry where else the money will come. But in saying that, at the same time, it's sort of like, well, I think naturally going from 130% to 100% market, that will be the one that probably does wobble out to our $3 plus, whether that's enough for everyone um, is the question. But um yeah, I, I, I'd be surprised if we don't see something near 350 bet fair late. I wouldn't be taking the 270 if you were going to have a bet. Okay. Yeah, I was sort of – that was looking like my best of the day at Atlantis Beach. Mm. Just just all that run – that other one sun run the other day was crazy good. Like he was pretty Does it much – worry you about a horse that's under the stick at the 550? Just, just, just about the way they race, especially from this one you've drawn five of 15. So you've mm. got a lot of horses outside here which may put you inside runners. If you're a horse that's under the stick at the five, you can't be – finding any traffic is that that's your i mean i'm i'm probably with you it's probably yeah. one of my best of the day i just thought the way that that race shaped out it was when kiora star and jets down he sort of sort of quickened it sort of stretched the field at a point where other one uh, where um atlanta speech wasn't in a very good spot it, yeah. it was almost like three three deep two and a half deep sort of thing and then he got speared uh and then to come again balance up and come again it just looked like Belmont, he's just going to love being mm. back at Belmont. Um, hopefully, a bit of speed in the race sort of stretches him out. Uh, un- uninterrupted running track. If he just flows into the race, I can't see him getting beaten. Really. You can like, tell. That's I, when me. I'm sort of saying like, are you worried about the gate because it ends up getting held up? Or yeah. Whatever. This is this is someone who backed Tiff's lad yesterday and thinks that every single race is going to go like that at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just yeah just if. I, I think that that's the thing that will with normal probably, luck with normal luck yeah if if, if there's any issues and if, obviously there's going to be a different result in terms of getting held up or bad luck in running or whatever but um, yeah the way that I see this race I'm, I've been I would just reckon the latter speech is his race, third up, ready to go. Tiff's yeah. lad's a good example of sometimes just holding fire. I mean, yesterday it looked like a lot of people wanted to tip him. I think he was oh, got three three thirty into two fifty early, yeah, there was, and then you could have seen five bucks late. So hopefully with Atlanta Beach, we see the same. It's been there was a big three thirty to two eighty. Big wobble in the last yesterday as well. The the yeah, yeah, I think that was a fair enough wobble. There was always going to be money for life for life. Thorough good. Um, there was a couple in the twenties that uh, sneaky fox elementaria. They all. There was money horses in my yeah. mind, so I thought Rebel Zone was always going to be a wobbler. Okay. Um, in that sense, but yeah, if you were on, you would have been happy with the drift. Yeah, absolutely. I thought Rebel Zone didn't really look like she appreciated Ascot last start. She, um, speaking, of, wo- speaking of wobbling, yeah, she wobbled around the bend, but when she balanced up, she ran the fastest last turn of the day. So, yeah, um, but yeah, the same thing. I had a high threes, so 240 was never going to get me, but um, four bucks was more of a fair price. Back so be Rikino that day. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was pretty keen finding the yeah. rail, running him along. Anyway. Well, Can't win them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. The PKF. What's PKF? I'll find out. You keep okay. going. Now, the PKF, Roma Cup. Roma Cup? <laughs> dearie me. The PKF, Roma Cup, the group three. I really like this card. I'm really getting stuck into a few of them. This is a race I, um, yeah, I may not have a bet unless I will. That's a lie, but unless Betfair throws something up. But what a cracking race this is, Crip. Um, oh, geez. Where do I want to start with this? First of all, what price are you for the champ? Not dig deeper, let's straight. <laughs> 260. 
260. Okay. Now, I've got a question back at you. Is Elite Street a query on a soft track? Uh, ask Mirth and Music. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm going to even say, ask the champ, dig deep. Now, so looking back to the oh. Belmont Sprint last year, Elite Street went around 480 on a soft six. Mm-hmm. Look, I know he drew wide. He got back. He probably didn't have the best of luck. But if you, him and dig deep would level Be careful pegging. what you say next year, by the way. Him and dig deep were level pegging at the 250 and dig deep hit the line better in Elite Street, which I think even Terry would admit when they're both at their top, I reckon Elite Street would have a faster last 200 than just, Dick Just. just. Him, yeah. Mm, yeah, I'm going to stay on the fence. So now one. my question to myself was <laughs> yesterday, did Elite Street go poorly in that race Was it because of the soft six or because it was a 400 metre race? It's funny. I backed Elite Street in the Roma Cup last year. At, um, and I think I took 5, 5.50 Maybe you talking about it. Year yeah. After. yeah, I did, yeah. Chris wasn't happy with that. <laughs> so I've actually, uh, yeah, I think Chris was right. He read that perfectly as well so just me talking out of my pocket which i'll do every day of my life probably um yeah that's exactly the question um i went back through and watched some trials i watched the one it was funny i watched the race over a thousand meters earlier in its career and whether you want to use this as a yardstick it was when weapon it sort of got around and was off and going and weapons and came back at it on the line mm. on the wet track so what price weapons sound in this field? yeah weapons sound probably only third or fourth favorite really <laughs> isn't it so um it's it's definitely a query and and look often in a big field like this you can either take i mean this is this is a great race to wait for the day and if they're yeah. doing a soft five and it's playing like a soft five and because don't forget they won't irrigate at all so mm. we might end up going in and it might not be that bad yeah half yep. the a lot of the rain forecast for the last few months it's come like half as much as expected. Yeah. So if we don't get the rain, it could end up a good fly. Who yeah. knows? We're barely a soft five. And then um, it's definitely worth consideration. But yeah, I, I don't know the answer to it, but all I know is it definitely is a question worth posing and definitely turns me off getting excited. So what you're saying, Gripper, is if Dig Deep was in mm. the Roma Cup on Saturday, it'd just about win. Especially on a wet yeah. track. <laughs> Especially, yes. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, my take is that that was a sort of a high pressure 14, Elite Street out the back. Strung out field, had to make a sustained run. And I think it's- No, I did have to, because it came underneath them. But it still had to, it was still a very fast race. So it's had to make a, whereas I think Elite Street's a coiled up, pounce, mm. uh, well, sprint, about that is, sprinter. It so. was, even though it was a fast run race, it was, they were that far off and it wasn't going as quick. They were getting it and it was never around. I mean, it got held up until the final. So it had its opportunity to sprint, you know what I mean? But I still like, it actually had its opportunity to run that final too, if it was. I still think it was redlining from like the 800 trying to make up the ground that it had on them. Mm. And it, it sort of got blocked as well, but that, well, that often can I help a horse like it sprint though, because it's used less. It's been Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm sort of agree with you. Insane that. 1400 and it was only two months after that failed Melbourne yeah. trip. So what I'm saying that is that the fact that we've discussed this for two or three minutes <laughs> suggests to me that Elite Street has to be some sort of a query on a soft deck and that's the reason why I won't be diving at 250. I don't necessarily think it's a soft deck. That's the query for me. I'd like to it'd be interested to see what your maps are like. I just feel like it's five on paper looks great, but it almost could be a bit sticky. No, I think it's great. You reckon? Yeah, I've, I've got it sort of bottled up, uh, one off. Yes, plenty of horses. Like you sound like me with Atlantis Beach. I love how like it's almost the same thing. Elite Street, Atlantis Beach, where they'll be in the yeah. run, and like you use it to suit the narrative. It's it's funny because I do it so often myself. But you look at it, and it, it probably is going to be in a very similar spot midfield, like Atlantis Beach will. Same gate, like Atlantis Beach will. Um, I've got to remember, but feel like sometimes you think about uh, propositions like this being on Ascot for the last six months. Like it's going to have a lot of room, yeah. and time to 
find a gap. As we saw at Northern last start, he was probably held up the first half of the straight. He just waited, waited, and just went bang. Mm-hmm. By the way, so two sixty out to four dollars late. Still yet to find a punter who laid him that day. But yeah. the whole of WA backed him late. Not, not who me. lays it? Not me. I was off somewhere, so I had I to look know. twenty-five minutes pre-jump. So I saw it was two ninety-eight. I thought about it. I thought, nah, I'm just still going to leave it. And they um, came out of the trees to let everyone so know about it on Twitter know, after the race. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I spoke to Dan Morton after that race and asked him if he was like. Um, if he didn't parade well, like I thought it might have been one of those yep. sort of mounting yard type knocks. It was money for that because I think it was a leaderish by state or something. Great, so it was just money for him. Specific. Yeah, he said that. Something had yeah, to give. Yeah. He, he said that he was very well before in like the in the back parade ring, but in terms of the mounting yard with the jockey, there was there was no foldless, issue. Yeah. There was foldless there, so he was quite kind of not that there a betting stable or anything, but he was very amused about the drift as well yeah. but I, I assume that the money was just for the speed horses as well and so. in saying that I had a let three that day 290 trying to find him so I think his initial price of 230 240 was just too short yeah. but yeah. I mean yeah just probably got out a little bit further than whatever I expected I wonder if there's anything built into the systems about coming back off a bleed as well do you reckon that would be an, an yeah I'm not sure yeah? but then you talk to Every trainer, they reckon, if you're going to back a horse off a bleed, it's first up. First up. I don't yeah. think it was a knock on here. I think it was just more money for a couple of others in yeah. particular. And yeah. Indian Pacific's gone from whatever, 10%, 8% of the market to 20% of the market. So something's got to give. So just happened to be it massively. Um, but yeah, I, the reason I was sorry, BJ, was saying that I thought five would be okay is I think Indian Pacific without Mervyn, which is, and on a wet track, Indian Pacific's a potential massive improver here. A potential yeah. Yeah. massive, massive, massive. I can Joey will suit as well. Joey suits these yeah. type of horses that get to the front row. He won the, he won the, Roma Cup last year outside leader on yep, Money Matters. So. Yeah, exactly right. Um, Red Cane Man should probably find the back of Indian Pacific, you'd think. Free trade jumping super, just about breezes unless Caracapo can come across. Money Matters. Uh, Massimo, sorry. I don't know if it's got the speed and the it's gate going, speed. It's going forward, definitely, they said on the radio. Yeah, like, going forward yeah. still. But I don't know if it's got the speed to get to the breeze, potentially. Might be the one leading up a three-wide line. It has to go forward because you've got, I've got him Sam- leading, and, I've got him leading up a three-wide line. Yeah, so you've got Samizdat and... Um, Notorious ones. There was no way they were going to go back with Massimo. But, um, yeah, so I just think you're going to have a good leader, a pretty good leader's back. That type of line will take you into the race nicely. So the good draw sort of allows you to be maybe just on the back of a – I don't know. You've got – I thought he might end up up behind horses like Free Trade and Neuronio. Vela Road's going to be sort of in front of him and in the mix. And I just thought it just didn't look like a great mix for him to be following. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, again, we could do that with Atlanta Speech and I could give you three or four very slow ones. And that's why I've got Atlanta Speech potentially on the back of a horse um, like Al Bakhturi, you mm-hmm. know, or, or a horse like, um, geez, who else was coming across? I don't know, the Fox or Karanis because they've got the speed. It's the same type of thing. Like we could, you could make the exact same case that Atlanta Speech is going to get the bad luck. It's, it's, it's almost an identical speed map. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know what so you're saying. It's, oh, I, I it's, just, sort, it's sort of where you choose to use that narrative. Yeah, I, makes, d- yeah, yeah. I, I see exactly what you're saying. But with, with um, Elite Street, he's not the sort of horse that you can – it's sort of well, Atlanta Speech is less a horse you can probably get held up and go though I reckon I reckon Elite Street you can get held up pick up and sprint Atlanta Speech gets held up like Elite Street did in the Northern Sprint obviously not Atlanta Speech in the Northern Sprint but in a similar quality of race mm. for it it's not picking up and winning from there while Elite Street potentially could so I'm, oh, not, really, yeah. I'm not really trying to prove I'm just no no I know, I know but I'm, Elite Street's trying to get out um, get find gaps in a big race we're against high quality horses where I think the Atlanta Speech is trying to in you know, a lower grade race, and I think he's but it's a lower grade horse. Class edge on the yeah, rest of Elite Street's got a class edge. I'm just going to keep arguing with him. Yeah, yeah I'm going to head. I'm on Team Terry. Yeah, yeah. I reckon Elite Street's got uh, better point to point speed. 
I just, oh yeah, that, yeah not, not, <laughs> not comparatively, but in a race, if Elite Three gets momentarily held up, Atlantis I reckon he's a better chance of winning that. Yeah. And if Atlantis Beach gets momentarily held, match up. race, match yeah. race, yeah. <laughs> what distance? <laughs> on a wet track, yeah. Atlantis, <laughs> Beach, Atlantis, Beach, <laughs> Atlantis Beach starts on Friday. Um, Dearie, mate. Anyway, really keen Elite Street. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm keen as well. I'm just trying to just 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 wondering. How, what are, what are their what are, what are, what are the ways he's gonna um, yeah what, what other factors can yeah make other horses exactly because on paper yeah. the all things being equal you hard to see him losing this mm-hmm. it'd be good oh, what I hope is that Terry if you're right with you know the rain doesn't come as hard as what we think and it's a soft five in the morning and a bit of wind and it drop it might even be close to a good four by that time of day and. Elite Street hopefully gets the wobbles again and we say $3 plus. Well, well we, everyone's in the same boat then. Mm. We've got so many horses who can be supported to a degree. Valor Road is a great weight for age horse. Um, Red Can Man was obviously they cleared out from the rest of the field. Indian Pacific always gets some um, support. Cup Night is never going to be too long. Um, and there's a few others down the bottom there as well. Amasinus so, and Notorious one. Yeah. I'm, what I'm doing in this race is I'm, and I said this to BJ earlier, I'm sort of willing to see again, see the track condition of the day but see what happens late if elite street starts 210 i might look at a red can man each way at 10 bucks um if i, I actually think a horse and I, I think i'm going to be talking more about it the belmont sprint and this isn't its race but if comfort me gets had to 80 90 to 1 mm. or something silly on mm. betfair i really like comfort me as a horse yeah. i think without mervin in this if they can go forward and potentially find a spot maybe on the back of massimo like bj just said just yeah. needs i just peter nucky 2.0 from exactly, the railway exactly right then you're exactly right in right it. exactly right and that, I, was I a, just, that was a mastermind question it was get that far, it actually. was yeah it was <laughs> I, I really really like comfort me as i'll 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 be having something on comfort me regardless. I'm $16, $17. So I'll be on it. It'll be 50 to 1 bet fair. The funny thing about it, before the Northern Sprint, I thought its trial was the best out of a lot of them. I had now it. it's- Do you know why I was on the Elite Street in the Northern Sprint? Because I had to place the bet. I just went bet fair, SP each way, comfort, comfort me. me yeah. yeah, that was me. So, um, Well, Troy Turner rode both of them at trials, Comfort Me and, and Red Can Man. They won uh, back-to-back trials. Yep. And he was more impressed with- Come mm-hmm. for me. Uh, BJ, I was actually going to probably a question for off air, but we'll yeah. do it quickly. Red Cam Man, were you guys expecting a big first up run? Because I actually thought his trial was a little bit underwhelming. Uh, yeah, no, he was ex- expecting, Steve was expecting him to go really well. He, the last uh, probably 12 or so months, he just had, he just hasn't been able to get him hun- like spot on 100%. And when you're at this level, you have to yep. be, you know, 100% to compete at this level. And he said that he was, as healthy as he's had him since you know since his uh, I don't know late three year old days and that um, but the problem with the trial is he was very heavy um, he was he he just done so well in yeah. the break that he was very heavy and that trial just just really sharpened him up and he was able to get some more gallops into him before that first up yeah. run but he was sort of he he said to me pre race that he thought that he would go well and then he'd peak and he'd get swamped. But I don't think he really peaked that much. I just thought he was just run down by a bloody good horse. Yeah, so. he ran out of his skin. Yeah. So it's, I think I think I think there's improvement. I, I thought the Belmont Sprint was his race, his prep, but uh, maybe the maybe it might be the Roma. I don't know. From a map point of view, BJ Red Can Man to me um, looks the well, it looks the best map horse in this by a mile. And as I said, I expect Indian Pacific to give a little bit of a kick. Uh, whoever's in the breeze, I'm not sure they're going to really challenge Indian Pacific, which means Red Can Man should be able to peel off and have a. Good look at it. Have a good crack at him. Red Cam Man hasn't got the wet track statistics, but going back through it, I don't know if that's a major concern at the times it's run those races. Um, but yeah, they've got to be 
pretty confident with the, the yeah. map and how that how that's shaping up. I think they are very confident. He's he's um he was expected to Northern States progress and progress again in, uh, further into his preparation, but because he's went, he went so well in the Northern States, we've had to sort of reevaluate where what his um, winning chances are. I suppose so. He has to be the the main danger to yeah. Elite Street just from a map point of view. How well he went, and then up to the twelve hundred second up with that run under his belt. He's a really big boy these days. He's a six hundred kilo horse. He's red can man, so it's not hard for him to put on a bit extra weight and and uh, and the way that he races he needs to be really hard because he's a sustained sustained speed horse so um that race tightened up after a trial as well um, um got, got some work into him during the week and i think um i think i'm sure mcgrady might have even been down in albany during the week for some grass gallops so i think they'll be pretty confident he can he can take it up to uh leech street and maybe he's probably the last horse standing and then whether they can zap him late or not we'll wait and see there's plenty of these that you just expect something's going to run a There'll be some plenty of these running big races, yep. maybe not winning or, or running a hole, but at really big price. Is there any, any sort of outside the market that stand out to you, Crip? Uh, Valor Road for me was the one. If I mm -hmm. had to have a pre-post bet right now, I'd be backing him each way. Loved his trial. Um, I heard Simon Miller, Simon Miller on radio earlier in the week said he actually thinks he's come back better than last prep. Don't often hear that. <laughs> be better next prep. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, also... Uh, where was I going with that? La this time last year, I mean, there was a lot of hard luck stories in that race, but he was three deep the trip, probably could have won. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was He's brave. probably more of a 1,400 metre horse, but I think he definitely can run a really good race fresh. Funny booking. Yeah, you'd think, uh, oh. I mean, Jason Whiting doesn't have a big affiliation with the Miller camp and he's going so well. Um, but in saying that, I guess, what's he got? Three or four in it? I thought Chrissy Parnham would have been offered the ride who's on yeah, free trade. Yeah, yeah. free trade. That was an interesting one. So Brad's opted, Brad Parnham opted for Amasinus. Um, so Brad Willa, obviously, who's who won the Skyhill on Vela Road. Well, last up for us, he's committed he's to Vela Road's um, uh, regular. So yeah, he's committed to Elite Street. Makes so. sense. Paddy Carberry's riding Cup Night, of course, the family horse, so he couldn't jump on Vela Road. So. He's just ran out of options, didn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, don't think it's because the horse is going poorly or anything, but. Yeah, but fish is, a, fish is a bit of a bit of a freak in these big races. Big race like, rider, yeah, yeah sure. He, just, he, he is. You look at his record. He's 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 got a great record. He does in big races. So, um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't steer off Valero just because the fish is on board. That's for sure. Bit of a dusty Martin, you reckon? Doesn't really <laughs> give two shits in the regular season, but when it comes to people, finals, people, look out. People don't know his record. Like I think he's won all the big ones multiple times as well. So credit where it's due. Mm -hmm. That's uh, a crazy. It's a yeah. No, no, hundred percent. It's just uh, it's just interesting how you see these type of bookings in the in the big races, like people that never ride for certain yards, and um, yeah, it's it's great even as a party riding for Nev. Obviously, to, to, it's um to answer your question to see if uh, see something random. I thought a horse like maybe Captain Chaos could run a bottle first up. Okay, really, really good horse. It's completely out of my market. Captain. Yeah, but it's just it's just a wild card horse where you don't know. Um, you know, it was a Northern Cup winner. Contender, railway states contender, um, getting back wide on a wet track. It, it could be the sort of horse that flashes late at a big price. So, mm -hmm. um, there's so many good horses in this race. I mean, oh, I can't great. remember a Roman Cup. Like, it's a 16-horse field with so much, like, depth of talent. Obviously, we've got Elite Street, who's sort of the clear-cut standout. But when you go through them, all these horses are more than capable. It's just 
Um, just depends on who gets the run and how they handle the condition of the day. But in terms of a horse with upside and quality, Captain Chaos, I think he's probably going to be about $40 plus, bet fair. So. Oh, and the rest. And the rest, yeah. Yeah, and the rest, I'd say. It's all the market. All of those roughies will be dictated at what price Elite Street starts. If it starts yep. $2.20 and you're going to get great price, all of them, if it starts 3 bucks, are all going to be significantly shorter. So, um, yeah, I'm either going to be looking at Elite Street pending track condition and price, Red Cam Man each way. And Comfort Me will get something in mind. The one thing I was really disappointed with, we'll move on from this race, sorry, in a sec, is if Red Cam Man and Comfort Me swap gates and you put Comfort Me in gate one, because I reckon it has the speed to follow in the Pacific in there. Like I reckon I still would have seen 30 to 1, 25 to 1 each way Comfort Me, and it would have been the better. The, well, mate, who knows? I, I would better have the been Belmont very, season so far. Very, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, it would have been better, better the first eight without a doubt. So um, that's including no white flag coming. Winning from last, so, um, yeah. I'm uh, per BJ's yeah. instructions. <laughs> so anyway, I, I can't change the gates. So that's all I'm trying nah. to say here. So they're, they're the three I'll be focusing on. But cracker, Brad McManus went up single figures and Torius one as well. So that's obviously his tip. I'd say <laughs> <laughs> Brad showed his hand there. Yeah, he did. All right. Um, uh, uh, yeah, Elite Street obviously on top for me, but I'll be cheering hard for Red Cat Man. Love that horse. And um, yeah, hopefully he runs a, a mighty race and um, maybe wobbles out a little bit more and he might even get some at one. Just uh, might just take the four bucks late Elite Street again. Yeah. Mm. So yep. easy yeah. go. Gets the 10 bucks. We'll have something. <laughs> uh, and to answer your initial question, Terry, PKF is Australia's foremost provider of accounting, taxation, and assurance services to the Australian film and television industry. So, Oh, yeah. Geez, we spoke about that race for a while. I felt like you yeah. asked that PK question days ago. <laughs> so there you go. Learn something new every day. But uh, anyway, we move on to Cripper's favourite segment. What time is it, Terry? It's time for the – I feel like this way we've got to call it the Rock Magic Handicap. Just give it, <laughs> just give it the right amount of respect. But, uh, no, it's the Rock Get Out Stakes Magic Handicap, BJ, S-T-E-A-K-S-R-O-C-K-M-A-G-I-C. <laughs> Bang. That was hard. Good stuff. Thank uh, you. Extremely popular. Get Out Stakes, Twitter-based mm. competition brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Um, check out Market City Meats out at the Kennyvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show. Actually, Timmy has a runner in his own race. Incredible. Featherweight. So good luck to Timmy, but he runs the show out there at Market City Meats. Good operators out there. Swing past, say good day, and let him know that you listen to the one one, of course. And congratulations to our episode one hundred and twenty four get out stakes winner Daniel Cripps. That's dual oh. dual get out stakes winner. Make sure you Just update your uh, Twitter profile there. Twitter dual get out stakes winner Daniel Cripps. He was nearest the pin with his my mate selection a couple of weeks ago there. So now to enter this week's get out stakes race nine at Belmont. Uh, let us know who you think will win and uh, a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And we cannot ever forget the Sam White rule. Terry? First in, best dressed, BJ. Yes. Rock Magic Handicap. Mm. 1,200 metres, rating, rating 66 plus. Uh, nice way to finish the day. 14 horse field. It's a great bit way of, to finish of, the day, isn't bit it? Bit of talent. Uh, there's going to be, I, it's, I reckon this is going to be a very good betting race and uh, everyone's going to be up and about post. The uh, Roma Cup, looking for uh, looking for a play here in the Rock Magic Handicap. Mm. What's the go? What can you give the give listeners a lead into here, Terry? I marked this race with a real degree of – with a real lack of confidence, I should say. Um, the best horse in this, and there's actually a lot of speed. Um, so you'd think a uh, horse off speed should be suited. I, I hate saying that, though, and then all the speed horses look at it and a few of them go, we'll ride this one cold, we'll ride this one cold. Next thing you know, Pooley gets it soft with – 
um, with timely outbursts getting to the breeze with ease or something along those lines. So, But look, there looks to be a good amount of speed. I can't see them handing out with Pooley. I can't see them handing out with He's Gold, who's racing better than it has in agree, some time. Agree. Timely outbursts can be a bit of a dodgy beginner at times. It found a really slow, it found a thousand meter race with a lack of speed last start. So, um, Look, I've got time the outburst three wide or trying to tuck in or I'm not sure what happens there, but uh, we'll find out. And Charge, the way it trialed and the way it races best, you've got to think Charge almost could lead them because it's so quick and Do it can just that. accelerate and Charge. Exactly right. So on paper- Cross statements got speed as they well. They want to tuck in with cross statement yeah, possible, yep. So on paper, this looks a race that should suit a back marker. Secret plan is your best back marker, but 260 with Holly Watson on. Um, and no disrespect to Holly, it's just over the 1,200 metres. It's going to need a, a ride with a fair bit of guile. It's just a difficult ride. If, if the luck comes at the right time, I think it's probably the one that beats them, but um, that's under my price. So then you're looking at horses like Macanto. Um, I said the stable's just – at the moment, it's it's hard to come at the stable with a huge amount of confidence, but it's – It the, is the Rock Magic Handicap. It is the Rock Magic. It would be very fitting to win the Rock Magic mm. Handicap, but it looks a, a really nice setup for Macanto and um, – yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I, I'm not sure how I've come at, at the one I've come at, but I, I've marked featherweight favourite here. Um, I have, I don't know what I've done actually. So <laughs> I, um, first up, long break around second to my mate. I thought that was a good run after a really long absence. Um, second up was backed with stolen money in a pretty ordinary class three, but sat three deep, no cover the trip with a big weight. It was like a really, really good run, mm. like a really good run. Came out next day, I was basically held up the entire straight, watched the head-ons, was carrying 60. Remember how I said to you, BJ, it looked poorly weighted in those yeah. races? I was carrying the 60 against the older horses, held up the entirety, and then last start came out again, carrying nearly five kilos. I could just say four and a half. Four and a half kilos more than hardly ever, who I think would start close to favourite in this. Um, led, which I don't know if suited all that much, and I still think went pretty good, you know, still think around a nice race. So, look, I'm getting each way about Danny Morton, Chris Parnham, a good gate. It's going to tuck in behind the speed. It gets weight relief. The three-year-olds tend to go well against the older horses. Don't think it's a superstar. I don't know if it's up to the level of those, but I'm happy with sort of that 10 bucks each way featherweight here so but again i'm i've I'm not i've marked this race for that real lack <laughs> of facial expression doesn't I, i've got it to like four bucks somehow it, yeah yeah i've got it to like four bucks what somehow. Price you got secret plan 520 yeah that's probably a bit yeah. long well i mean in fairness to holly in fairness to holly watson like this is this is the sort of this is a william bite ride isn't it well, so plan. funny you say that bj so i'll cut yep. you off there but i just played around with my market and pretended that pike was on the horse and mm. i still wouldn't have got that horse shorter than two dollars fifty. Ah, uh, longer okay. than two fifty. Yep. Ah, uh, shorter. Sorry. Um, like two dollars sixty. What I'm trying to say is, if <laughs> I'll start again. If Pike was on secret plan, I still wouldn't be taking two dollars yep. sixty okay, right, on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, so, yeah. I, yeah, like Holly's probably my favourite jockey at the moment, but because she rides lead as well, and I just, it's a hard ride for any jockey, let alone a two kilo apprentice. Full 12. field as well. Yep. Like, um, yeah, she's got to channel her rides on Jadavi. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a difficult, uh, a difficult. Um, and all, and yeah, like especially if Paul Lee's happy and healthy, rolling along out in front, he's going to give a kick, isn't he? So if you get outside, unless charges, charges charging. Yeah, that's because what do you think they'll want with McCanter? Speed. They want speed. Yeah, they want Brad Parnham to tuck, follow. Off they go. McCanter will be popular in betting. Yeah, the dress, actually. Yeah. I'm just yeah. While a he's, he's nine dollars, eight or nine dollars, McCanter. So. Yeah, I think I was six fifty. Yeah, 
We're obviously just speed. completely throwing timely outbursts out chances at the window, aren't we? Just from a speed map point yeah. of view, I, I struggled to. Um, if you can, if there's some scratchings, of, say charge comes out at thirty to one, there's no deduction. Say. Uh, maybe one other whose gold comes out at 34 to 1. Straight away, you can pop it into the breeze and it's, it's got to be the one to beat, probably. Um, it's just a speed map point of view for me. I think the secret plan and timely outburst are definitely the two best horses in the race, yeah. but they just, yeah. again, like a few other horses on this program, just do not look like they found suitable assignments here. Mm -hmm. In saying that, I just, yeah, it wasn't, didn't come at anything with too much confidence to beat the pair. Meccano was up there in my market. Actually, didn't mind cross statement. Uh, I think he's going really well. Mm. That won't mind the wet track if um sort of like that whitey straw but if lucky can just blend in you never know a bit of tactical speed might be able to find the one one or something think, like I that think you can yeah, yeah. just jam yeah. him in there yeah yeah, yeah. no i no one's yeah. done that yet today so i thought i might he'll just, do it. well he's got his gold outside him so he can sort of milk it a bit to come across and sort of no i really like, i actually really like that thought process i'm, I'm nine bucks across statement um yeah, I really like that thought process in, in regards to that type of race. I think mm. we're we're just looking for a runner. Well, I, I'm I think we're looking for a runner where um, where you do well, want do to we be do, just do, off speed with cover, and that's yeah. how they want to ride. Do we either of us want to be on secret plan or timely outburst? No, nope. right now, not so, not at all. So no, it's like, secret plan won't drift. I mean, that's, I've come at featherweight, and I've surprised myself it's a lot by coming at featherweight because I'm looking for that type of run that cross statement's going to get the featherweight's going to yeah. get. Um, it's Macanto featherweight for me. They're the, yeah. they're yeah. the two. The other oh, one so for me. you considering featherweight too? Yeah. And I thought we please don't argue. shoot me down in flames when I say this, and it's probably more of a place-only bet, but I reckon Guns of Navarone can run a good race too as a place-only bet. <laughs> Just silence. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't say don't um, shoot me down in flames, I would have been shot down in flames. Then. Yeah. Off seven days. Two, two lengths uh, It's off, a ray day. Uh, it's a ray day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was too bad the other day. Get, drops in weight. Yeah, there's some horses when you're doing form for a reasonable race, you just sort of go past. <laughs> I think Guns, never yeah. cops that treatment from me these days. So, um, yeah, it's a bit like X Celeste. You'll forget it went around last start. Actually, forget it went around every start. Yeah, forget that. Um, <laughs> see it when a beat goes. No, no, I can see where you're coming from. It, well, it fits the bill of what I, we just said. I watched, yeah, that, I'm just looking for a mad I watched yeah. that replay five times last night, still trying to work out what happened. <laughs> uh, which one's that? <laughs> Got his chosen and ex celestial first oh, up at all. That was I was on the heartbreak. I can't remember the name. I was on the pardon horse, and I still can't believe that didn't win either. Just kept laying out. Yeah, oh, lucky you forgot to steer yeah. and uh, buggered both of us. I think. Mate, that was absolutely heartbreaking. Got his chosen that day. Um, oh, that was the one with the Bob Peters Miss America went around mm. real short down in trip to yep. the sprint journey, didn't it? It's always a shame when you take on a real shorty and you get that part right. You've got the, yeah. the shorty beaten, but yeah, you don't get the winner. You feel like you should get a. Justice Power. Uh, featherweight for me, BJ. Uh, <clears throat> um, good luck to Timmy Hewitt and every, all the and everyone involved with Featherweight. I like Featherweight as well, but I'm going to go for Macanto. I reckon it's going to be a big day for the Ganges. I think they've set themselves, steeled themselves for the back to Belmont Roman Cup day, especially mm -hmm. with the uh, fuss that's going to be made of the champ Rock Magic. And I think they can win the Rock Magic handicap with Macanto. Uh, sort of fourth, uh, four back the pegs, Brad Parnham weaving through late, uh, Macanto with a big finish. In fairness to the game, Jamies, while they haven't, they obviously out of form, haven't been getting a lot of winners. They actually haven't been having that many runners either. Many runners the runners they've had ha aren't that good of horses. So, yeah, maybe they're not so much out of form. They're just, yeah, ready to bring back the big guns. So it wouldn't surprise me if they have a spike early into this season. Um, gun to head, I'll go cross statement each way. But, yeah, don't think I'll be playing early. All right. Yeah. That we is there. We got there. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with our Betfair best betting propositions for Roman Cup Day, our Maddies and our Lays.
Gentlemen, we are back with our Betfair Best betting propositions for Roma Cup Day. Cripper, what's your Betfair Best? All right, probably, you could probably tell by uh, on this podcast the way I've been speaking about the card. I'm not too keen to dive into anything early. And sure enough, I'm going to make my Betfair Best race seven, number five, Atlantis Beach, despite it currently being $2.80 when I've marked him $3.50. Although in saying that, after speaking to you guys, I feel like if I see three fifty on the day, it probably gets me. It's a it's a confident three fifty. What's the chance of finding traffic issues after our little before? Oh dear me, uh, Terry. I'm I'm with you. Yeah, I, that's coming into this. I said I'm making it my best. We started the preview. It was yeah, I think it was three forty when we sat down here yeah. to the BJ. Yeah. Um, I'm two seventy five. I'm expecting that was just a someone's coming to a few accounts with it. So we can see the recovery. Um, it'll be Atlantis Beach. Otherwise, I guess it's no white flag. Um, but I really like Rule I like a lot of the card, but Atlantis Beach, just just give an answer, Terry. Atlantis Beach is my answer. All right. Atlantis Beach for me as well. Uh, bet fair best. Um, keen go, go forward and devoted as well, but in terms of my real bets, best for the day, Atlantis Beach is the horse that really um, catches my eye. Maddie. Clean uh, sweep. Clean Atlantis sweep. Beach. Yeah. Clean sweep. Queen. Clean Queen. sweep. Uh, Maddie, 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 Maddie. Uh, 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 I'll go with Comfort Me in the Roma Cup. Yeah, yeah it'll be crazy price late, I think. So, yeah. um, might have something on it. Don't mind that at all. Mm -hmm. Crip up. Once again, I'm going to bring in my decrypts rule about Maddie's and it just has to be over $10. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've never tipped a 20 to one shot in my life. Oh, you got me as a chance, aren't you? No, I'm going to go cross statement. Okay. Actually, there's yep. a chance another good one. Yeah, a few yeah. of those ones at double figures. Are it was 20 not long. I saw it was 20 yeah. earlier. Obviously, Nick. Yeah. Crapalotti's got a couple of the counts <laughs> out there and he's, he's having, a, having a pop. Uh, okay, so cross-statement for Cripper and my Maddie. I'm going to play in the Roma Cup as well and I'm going to go Captain Chaos. Mentioned him in the in the uh, preview, but I think Captain Chaos had a big price. He's, um can run a big race. Lay of the day, Roma Cup day. I'm still looking. Oh, <laughs> uh, look. It's be one of the two in the last. Personally, I won't even be laying it. And do you, you don't lay it all either, do you? Nah. No. So I'm too opinionated. If Divot wins, ask. don't message me. But God has chosen is just way too short for mine at $1.70. Okay. Yeah, I'm 280, so I could go down that path too. Uh, BJ. Uh, has to be one of the two uh, at the top of the market in the last for me. Really like the secret plan as a horse. I laid timely outburst when it won last start. I'm going to go, me and Brandon Louis, around two. I'm going to take on timely outburst as well. Yeah. Timely outburst for me, four dollars forty in the last. I am. It's probably the biggest price differential for me. I am timely outburst eighteen dollars. So <laughs> if there's no that this becomes void yeah. if two of those leaders come out, scratch yeah. before the day, or yeah. there's nineteen changes of tactics. Hopefully, SJ Miller after the race it goes. I wish Terry Lake was a bookie. <laughs> <laughs> this does have a bit of a tail on about it, doesn't it? <laughs> Oh, dearie me. Oh, very good. Uh, well, that's uh, Roman Cup Day preview done. Terry and Cripper, uh, it was great to be back. Great to be back alongside you two guys and uh, looking forward to us getting back to Belmont on Saturday for some terrific racing. Great card. Terry? Thanks for coming on, Cripper. Yes, uh, thanks, Cripper. Thanks, boys. Really enjoyed that. Yep. Um, as I said at the start, I mean, we could have... We could have done an Ascot meeting two weeks ago and we would have done it in half an hour because they're just small fields and, you know, everything looks so obvious, but it was actually really enjoyed just having a round table discussion that has uh, been recorded for other people's listing. But yeah, <laughs> felt like I learned as much as uh, what they hopefully will uh, yeah. when they listen to this. So always a pleasure and uh, looking forward to being back on soon.
Yeah, no, I've, uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed that episode. I'm glad we're back at Belmont, enjoying the big new fields. Um, yeah, looking forward to Saturday. We'll have to have a beer, Crip. Mm, come on. And, um, and try and find a winner on the day. That can often help decisions later in the day when you're a bit unsure as well. So, yeah. Are you going to have a few, few Timmy Gears, are you? Yeah, weekend? I might have a few Timmy Gears. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> might have a few Timmy Gears, a few Denzel Froffington. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, a few skilly, skilly moi moi's, but yeah, I think that's the, uh, that's, that's the thought process on, on Saturday. Uh, anyway, thanks to Jared Noski for coming. Yeah, thanks, well. Jared. Yeah, um, very good to hear uh, to hear from him. Dig deep, dig that, and one 2019. Famously, it's, it's unreal how he, he just gets called up just randomly. Oh, yeah. can you ride this one here? No, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, oh, I love it. I thought that's you were going to say it's fun. unreal how dig deep just seems to find his way into the podcast <laughs> every week. I reckon that's five mentions. And I didn't even mean to like. I didn't go in trying to get him in the podcast. It was just funny how I saw him level up with a late straight on that wet track and yeah. had to mention it. I reckon Cooper's yeah. taken the bet on at what stage of the podcast Dig Deep first comes up. So I reckon he's taken the unders and he's, uh, he's scooped it. Love. I remember post-race post that Belmont sprint. Now, now you've brought it up, Crip. Post-race that Belmont sprint, I was never more excited about the possibility of what Dig Deep could be. Like after that, I was like, holy, that was a huge run. So anyway, thanks to Jared. Um, really looking forward to Belmont. Great to be back. And Timmy, um, Timmy in the hall. Thanks Timmy the and the yeah. Hawk, Timmy yeah, Hawk. cracking little uh, jewel there. If you haven't listened, I won't give it away, but cracking little uh, jewel between the Hawkins and the uh, and the years. Mm-hmm. So very much worth a listen. But um, thoroughly enjoyed, boys. And until next week on the one one. Mm-hmm.